damn, but I will say, the second I said hot dogs, y'all fucking judged me. Did you lose your goddamn mind? I'm either gonna drink to be happy or drink to be sad, but either way, we're drinking. I'm gonna drink. I'll take you guys to New Jersey yeah. as a night. Hey, happy Friday, everyone. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Uh, we went live last night, so if you were on uh, Facebook Live last night and you checked it out, thanks so much. Um, if you didn't get to hear it last night, don't worry, because it'll be all on here. The lighting was a little off on the camera. Uh, I got a new camera, a uh, new webcam, which is a pretty good camera for what I'm using it for. I just need better lighting, so I got to work on the lighting. My guest yesterday was Joey McDaniels. Uh, he is a local Palo Alto actor and beer drinker extraordinaire. So uh, it was we had a great conversation. We talked about all kinds of acting stuff, movies, Broadway, uh, you know, everything. Uh, so uh, you should tune in and uh, check out the conversation we had. But before we get to that, sorry, I'm juggling like few things here so I'm half paying attention to myself half not paying attention to myself uh, so before we get to that I want to tell you about our sponsor all in the details you know you don't want to wash your car or clean your car all the time you want to have somebody else do it for you you know you got some uh, lunch wrappers some coffee cups in there just dirt and all kinds of nasty shit in there that you don't really want to touch you know and it's, it's going months and months and Wintertime's coming, and you're going to have to roll up the windows, and it's just, you know, you get that, you know, that coffee smell or, you know, that dead fish smell maybe in the back because you got some fishing gear back there. I don't know, whatever. But you got to check out all in the details because they're going to clean and, you know, just re totally redo your car like it's going to be brand new. You're not going to be disappointed, and you got to check out njpadetailing.com. Let me see if I uh, said that one right. You got to go to uh, facebook.com slash all in the details PA or check out some of the great work that they do so you can actually see what they're doing at um, instagram.com all in the details PA. Um, so, yeah, check that out. You can. Though they got great prices, you're going to support a small local business, and you will not uh, be disappointed in what you got. And they will, you know, they're going to jump through hoops to come pick your car up for you, or maybe not, you can drop it off. Uh, you know, they're working on a bunch of new stuff as well. So if you mention this podcast, you also get a free carpet shampoo, and they'll he'll throw it right in there, no additional cost, you know, no extra hidden fees. You know, and that's something that you rarely get. My, you rarely get your carpet shampooed. I don't get my truck carpet shampooed. I don't think it's ever been shampooed, you know, even by the previous owner. So, um, so yeah, check that out. Okay, let's get on with the show with my conversation last night over a few beers with Joey McDaniels. What's up, everybody? 
Welcome to the podcast. I'm with my friend Joey McDaniels. Hey, hey. Beer drinker, actor, extraordinaire. What's up, dude? <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> How are you doing? Good, man. How's everything going? Real good. Yeah. Um, just get a get out of that. And I have uh, some random uh, sound effects I use, so don't really don't worry about it if I'm I'm paying attention. <laughs> I'm just uh, going through some loops here. Nice. Got to get you set up. Yeah. So, uh, so what's been going on, man? You've been busy. Yeah. You've been really busy. I've been real busy. You got? I heard that you are also starting the pod a podcast, or you have started one. Yeah, I am in the the real baby throes of it. Step one. Uh, yeah. Let's so, jump right so, into that if you want to. Yeah, yeah. No, let me know. Like, yeah, talk a little bit about it. what. I'm into it. So, what what's what's the podcast about, and uh, how did you get the idea? Or yeah, you know. So, title of the uh, the podcast is Drunk Broadway, which was born from a night of my wife, Jen, and I sitting down, having a whole bunch of cocktails, and watching YouTube all night of our favorite Broadway stars. And we just had such a good time. It's like, aha, that's Drunk Broadway. That's the best thing ever. And then we sort of did it again and again and again, and it just became a social media presence for the longest time. It was a Tumblr. It was... Uh, you know, it was a Twitter, it was a Facebook, and then we hosted a couple of events under that brand name of, like, Tony viewing parties and come over to our house and watch the following stuff under this sort of drunk Broadway banner. But I've done nothing with it. And okay. I realized that I've got all these amazing friends that I should be asking for advice anyway. Why not have them over, sit down with a couple of cocktails, get a little tipsy, talk theater all night? Yeah. I mean, it sounds there's like no way idea. I lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's almost the same kind of concept as like the drunk history thing, but just totally without all the, you know, copy and paste or reacting, I guess. Right. Totally stole the name 100 percent from them uh, yeah. like five, six years ago, sort of set that up as Twitter and Tumblr and no, that's awesome. kind of went for it. So Drunk Broadway is the name of the podcast. Drunk Broadway. Look for it coming soon. All right. That's awesome. And yeah. did you do your first one that yeah. Jen said or was it? Yeah, we just recorded our first one on Monday. Okay. So you didn't put it out there though. Right? No. Okay. Now I'm going to get a few in the hopper before I sort of submit to iTunes and everybody else. Okay. Make sure I've got a sort of a couple of bye weeks in me if I miss one and that way we can hit it real hard once a week no matter what. Yeah, definitely. That's that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm just trying I'm trying to do the once a week thing. It's a lot of uh it's a lot of work and uh time taken away from yep. other things and I'm, but not that i don't love it because i'm just trying but i'm always trying to like figure out how to update something or you know give you know yep. get a guest that you know wants to come on and you know that kind of random shit yeah um i find for the ones that i listen to it's that consistency that really makes it there's a couple of that are amazing but it's like i don't know if i have to check back every three weeks do they or don't they yeah i tend not to click on that icon as much as the guys i know it's thursday that means this guy yeah and mine usually, I usually do a, either a Thursday or a Monday podcast. So I kind of like, it goes oh, nice. back and forth. So it's like, at least I have those two days set in my mind that I'm going to put something out. Yeah. The next, you know, so it's definitely consistent of like, oh, if I check Tuesday, it'll be out. If, you know, if I check Friday, it's going to be out because I've recorded the day before and that kind of thing. Love it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's pop this beer. And yeah, uh, let's do it. Have a bottle opener if you want. Uh, all you right. Do the honors. Yep. I gotcha. And then you can. Tell me all about it. We haven't had this one on the podcast, so it's nice. definitely going to be a good time. So we are drinking my first love. Um, I skipped the bad beer phase. Shut um, up! <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> so yeah, that was... <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't even see that. <laughs> yeah, so I skipped the bad beer phase because, uh, quite frankly, I didn't like beer for the longest time. I was 
a shameful drinker. So you were not like a beer guy, like in your uh, tw- early twenties. Early twenties, man. Late if it was bright green, bright pink, or had whipped cream, I drank it. That was it. So yeah. not not beer. If it was tasty and didn't taste like alcohol, I was into it. All right. Um, about a year into being with the wife, she's like, "That's not gonna work for me." <laughs> so you need to learn to like this thing called beer. Okay. And she stepped me through a craft beer nerd's first couple of years really quickly okay so i went from beer is gross to i need the biggest chewiest imperial stout that i can put in my hands so we're drinking old rasputin from north coast that's that's a pretty bold uh move too up to uh being a non-beer lover to liking the probably one of the oldest best imperial stouts i'm guessing right that's sort of what i was going for absolutely all right yeah, it's, like I said, it's kind of a jump. Like, you haven't had, like, you know, the shitty beer, the Natty Ice, the PBRs, the, you know, any of those crappy yeah, beers. Like skipped right over you it. Skipped right over that. Do you, do you go back and, like, taste any of those beers and be like, eh, you know what, it's not that bad. I could have drank this. <laughs> no. No? no. Uh, in fact, it has only become recent that I've been able to get over myself as the uh, craft beer fan of saying, if it tastes good, drink it. Yeah. Man, I went real snooty real quick. I was that guy that you didn't like at the bar who so was looking you, down on people oh, for what they drank. Gotcha. Just because I skipped that, I thought everyone should be able to skip that. Yeah. No. No, yeah, that's not, a terrible not, attitude. I don't think that anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I got into beer with uh, probably PBR and Yingling is, was the, and there that was go. like weird loggers. And that would like, they were like, even the Yingling lager, I was like, oh my God, this is so hard to get down. <laughs> the paps was a little easier than my dad had miller light and we drank miller light and i was like ah, all right it's 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 a good mix yeah and then not till probably years later like you know 2008 or something like that i started you know bumping up to like some ipas and i'm like okay. pale, pale ales and i'm like ah, these are these are not bad like sierra nevada was probably the first like really strong pale ale i've had because i can get oh, it because sure. i can get it back in new jersey yeah so it was one of those i'm like i'll try it and i was like wow it was really fucking hoppy. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. It's hard to get down as well. I'll never forget my first Sierra because I only had three or four sips of it because it was so intensely hoppy to my really sugary palate. Yeah. It's like, why would people drink this? Exactly. This is, and now I think it's, you know, the greatest American pale ever made. Yeah. That was like the first, you know, I had somebody gave me a first sip of it and I was like, whoa, I can't drink that. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. And then it, like, it took me another, like another probably two or three tries to be like, right i could do two yeah so now what i tell everybody it's like at least drink three of them nice and then you'll like it nice. like in a row just drink yeah. three in a row and you'll be fine just get it down <laughs> get it down the first one's the hardest you know then just you'll love it you'll start yeah. loving it well cheers man thanks cheers. for coming on the podcast i appreciate it dude yeah looking I'm forward to be here i'm looking uh, forward to the to the broadway podcast it sounds super interesting i'm not um i'm not a I, i'm not huge into broadway okay but i do like it Nice. I I've seen definitely my hand my ha- a handful and my share of Broadways and I wasn't in any uh Broadway musicals or anything like that. I was in uh very low budget when I was doing theater in school. Okay. So I took like two and a half years of theater. Oh nice. So but I was you know, it was uh no no name plays that you know, we're, we're kind of given to us as like, you know, projects and stuff that, okay. that, that we've okay. had to do. So, and then I went to a couple shows and I can't even remember the names of some of them because they were just so kind of obscure. Okay. You know, fair like, enough. but even like hairspray, like I saw hairspray and there you go, you know, all that kind Good of show. stuff, you know? So 
you know, um, are you like, is that why you like, are you really super into musicals or just like Broadway theater acting kind of a thing or, or both? Oh, I'd like to be the more well-rounded person, but yeah, man, I'm all about jazz hands and silly notes and big actors and funny faces. And I tend to be the funny musical guy. Like that's the ones I like doing. Those tend to be the ones that I like to see. I don't mind going a little bit deeper. Yeah. But um, yeah, I tend to be on the... Yeah, because you really get into character too. You, you mean you go full cutting your hair, you know... Yeah, man. Dyeing your hair. I mean, you do it you, all. You, yeah. It's just, just hair. It grows back. No, for sure. That's that's the attitude. Most of it anyway. Yeah, uh, f- <laughs> that, that's the attitude the actors need to have, right? They need yeah. to have that. Dude, don't worry about looking silly. Just do the part. Go out there and, and do what you got to do to do it. You fully commit and people will get on board with the most ridiculous things. Hmm. I think that's true pretty much in life, though. Mm-hmm. If you are really happy and proud and or at least self-confident enough to go out into the world and say this is what i am you know sort of warts and all or weird head and all or yeah weird quirk and all you go out there with that confidence people are much more likely to get on board i think it's the same thing with stage if you fully get in there and really commit people will accept that you are three feet tall because you played the whole thing on your knees yeah. Or they'll think you're a dragon because you said you're a dragon. Why not? All right. For the next two hours, you're a dragon. I mean, that's the thing. That committing and believing in your character is yeah. half of the battle right there, basically. Here, here. I if totally, you, if yep. you believe in what you're saying, the lines kind of just start coming out naturally. You know what I mean? It's, you, yeah. You are that character. Yeah. Um, I've done some... I did some things that I'd never thought I would be able to do, like, uh, you know, monologues from Shakespeare that were... Nice. Two pages long, and I was like, I can. There's no way I'm gonna be able to do this. <laughs> and the first time I did a monologue for uh, a dress, the dress rehearsal for the show, and practice in front of the class, I was super nervous. Yeah. But I did it. You know, I dressed up as uh, was for, uh, two the two gentlemen of Verona. Yeah. Okay. And I was uh, yelling at the dog. Nice. Because he stole a capon from one of the one of the mistress ladies okay you know so the dog t- and i had to go and i was like the jester i had to go yell at the dog so i put like a stuffed animal dog in front of me and then i pace back and forth and then i just start ripping into him in shakespeare language nice. you know for the monologue and then my acting coach was like you know it was so it was so good he's like i didn't expect you to, he's like i'll give you a, a couple of very little notes you know because he's he was super critique he's like but yeah. i mean but for about 90% of it, you, you fucking killed it. And I was nice. like, yes. It was like one of the proudest things of myself being like, the Shakespeare's super hard. I can't do that. Yeah. There's no way. I, can, yeah. I can't, I don't even understand the language, but as soon as I started reading it, breaking it down, memorizing the lines, it kind of all started to make sense. Totally. And I owned it. You know, it's just like, I just went in there and I fucking focused and I concentrated. Amazing. And yeah. So it was, it was, it was a good time. I love that story. Yeah. It's the ultimate version of super high risk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You were by yourself. You were in front of people saying somebody else's words, trying to understand what they meant and why they were said and why they were written in that way. Yeah. And then portray a message and bring your story to those people. Yeah. Everything can go wrong. Yeah. Right? You trip. You fall. You forget a line. You you skip three lines. And now you don't know where you're at. Right. Who knows? Your, you know, your clothes break and your pants fall off all of a sudden. Super high risk. Yeah. But man, that reward at the end is just the best drugs in the world. Right? It keeps you on the biggest high. You're like, I don't know, you're on cloud nine for a while, yeah. you know? Um, what, how, when did you actually start getting into acting? Did you do uh, high school theater or did you do. 
I was younger. Six. Really? Yeah. So you started very, very early. Yeah, you? yeah. 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 I blame mom. Give her full credit. She okay. used to wake up my sister and I to either show tunes or big band uh, marches or uh, marching band or, or just all these sort of obnoxiously loud, happy things. Okay. My sister grew to hate all of it and I grew to love all of it. So, uh, yeah, um, she put me in this terrible piece of Americana propaganda called Sing America Sing. Okay. And it was this total cheese ball. Let's put a bunch of kids on stage and talk about how America's great and the Redcoats are bad. And, <laughs> man, it was just this awful little piece of school show. Um, but I'll never forget it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that was my first bite. And after that, the longest break I've ever taken that I can recall is three years mm. since then. It is it is very literally in my blood. About three months after every show, if I don't have another gig planned, I, I almost get withdrawals. Like, my, my skin itches. I, I, I have to have that again. Yeah. it's I'm, I was kind of on that. I'm, like, in between of, of a creative cycle. But, like, you know, I kind of jump from one thing to the next. I'm like a, I'm like a puddle jumper almost. But I incorporate everything that I've ever done into what I do at the time. Like, wow. music, theater my new po the podcast stuff is new to me so it's all in a creative and i learn about it and then i kind of not necessarily move on but then i you know get something else that i'm really interested in as another craft love it it's like um but i've always been into acting i've i've, I've i think i was you know at a very young age we had hbo and all the all the home i was i was allowed to watch rated r movies as a, as a little kid all right so at five years old i was watching like 48 hours you, you know what I mean? Big, big trouble in Little China. I was watching the most epic movies of all time. And I'd, when I had like the TV guide, and I would circle the ones I didn't see, and I would make sure I'd be like, okay, I can go outside and play with my friends from this time to that time. <laughs> but I got to be back by noon because the new, you know, whatever is the new yeah. Predator is out. So I got to go Ooh, see Predator, yeah. you know. And I so I would, you know jump into that kind of stuff. Actual so appointment watching TV. Yeah. Would, yeah, like real stuff, like yeah. from a little catalog book yeah. that you get in the mail. It's like, wow. look it up, kids. It was yeah, a thing. It was a thing. Because <laughs> that's how I got into acting. I really loved it, and I awesome. I, it took me a, a long time. I think till I was like twenty eight to just try theater. Okay, and then, and then just did it, and I was, I was not bad at it. I was pretty nice. good, and then I started doing some B rated movie stuff. And all right, um, then I kind of lost not interest. It just kind of fell flat, and I didn't have any gigs, and I kind of just. Yeah, was going through a time, uh, and you said your break through a time was oh, three years. Yeah, yeah, that was actually um, right after I got married. I okay. thought it was kind of oh, this sounds cheesy and mushy, but that's who I am. Um, that is super important to be just a husband for a while. That makes like, sense. Sort of like take all side project, all side projects off the table. Yeah, so you can focus on the relationship. Yeah, maybe and just, just see what is what is this like? We had already been living together in delicious sin. Yeah. So it's like, not like we knew or anything. Right. But there was something so important about that sort of husband word at the time that, yeah. like, let me just focus on that. That seems like the coolest project I'll ever do. And I'll get back to it. Definitely. And it's still, it's probably, it's one of those things too, that's got to stay, you know, if, if, if that's going wrong, you got to kind of take a break. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? From the rest of your life and be like, okay, Let's fix what we're, you know, we got to fix now before I even jump back into anything like that. Amen to that. Yeah, uh, there's a couple of rules in the house. Yeah, that's uh, cool. No doing a show during Jen's birthday. Mm. And if 
I have to do a show during Jin's birthday, I've got to get like extra special permission. This has to be like bucket list roll. Right. We need to make sure that the following days are off so we can actually have the party. And I think that's the most reasonable rule of all. Yeah, that's you know, awesome. I got the rest of the year. She's that's, all, no, it's go super do awesome. it. But like, here's some basic rules. Yeah. You got to do some chores while you're in a show. Right. I fail at that constantly. <laughs> that Don't do a show during my birthday. That right. one I'm pretty good at. Yeah. Other than that, um, yeah, pretty, there's uh, just no way I could do it without her. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, you need that support. I yeah. Mean, she picks up um, all the slack. Yeah. So the support is the biggest thing. I mean, uh, especially being uh, um, the, a wife and coming and, and, and giving you some notes even or, or criticizing some stuff, too, because I love oh, cri- yeah. I love criticism. Oh, yeah. Like, what do you think of that show? I mean, like, ah, eh, you know, last night's show, you fucking killed it. This, something you were off or somebody else was off and you guys missed each other. Yep. And it wasn't believable. And I didn't really, you know, you had those moments. Or you'd be like, you guys nailed every single show. You know, it's like you need that support to back you up. Totally. You know. Yeah. And she's an invaluable resource. I actually think her cold ratings of scripts are much better than mine. Her Ooh. gut instincts, I think, are, are better and stronger than mine. So whenever there's an audition or a show to rehearse for, it's like, is the beat here or is the beat there? Yeah, you, and you got a partner to practice, right? Yeah, and you, yeah. She's is, always on board, which is the fucking best. I mean, if you don't have that support and that partner to practice with, you don't you don't get better. Yeah, you, it's you know, tough. And you get inside your head and you're just like, what am I doing? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like so, I think I'm funny. Yeah, I think I'm funny. What do you think? Uh, you're not fucking funny. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's like son of a bitch. I thought I was funny. Fuck. <laughs> Um, so, so did you, so you did it all through high school too. Did you take theater or drama or in any of that club? No. You were in any I, of the clubs? No, I never really did. Uh, it was always the extracurricular stuff. Just like after school? Um, after school stuff. There not was with this, school? Yeah, very rarely. Um, there was this random group, not random, fantastic group based out of Missoula, Montana of all places. Okay. Um, Are you from Montana? No. Okay. Uh, but they used to travel the world, in fact still do, called the Missoula, Montana Children's Theater, and they pack two people in a production of a show and they go to these tiny towns all over the US and they hire all the kids that want to come out. Everybody gets a role and then they put on a show in the course of a week. They teach them the show, they give them a couple lines, sing one song, and then at the end of that week that little town which probably doesn't have its own theater yeah. Has put on a production. Wow. So there was years where I was doing just that. And then I got very lucky in the early teens to, I can't believe I'm about to say this, lucky to go to Fresno. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> there's uh, good company players down there who were very hardcore. I mean, even for the Bay Area, like they were doing six week runs, 60 shows a run. Just pounding it out, grinding. Yep. Six shows a week, those, double those Saturdays. Are, those are rough, dude. And it was such such amazing training because wow. I was able to sit there and like, all right, look, this is just every day. This is what you do. This is hardcore. You get good at it. And, you know, some amazing people have come out of that theater. And that hit a real big baseline for me where in the Bay Area, we tend to do like three week runs, you know, four yeah. shows a week. Yeah. Feels easy in comparison. No, totally. Easier. Easier. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Uh, did Was there anybody that you you kind of like adapted to and you were like a you know like a not like a maybe like a mentor or was somebody like you you were like i really like what he's doing and i you know can you teach me some tricks and ah. you know add that into my to my to my own yeah yeah uh goodness tons of names to mention yeah um maybe one in particular or two it doesn't matter 
yeah, I think the overall message would be the best training that I've got, um, aside from a vocal coach who I recently had in love, but uh, he moved to New York, the selfish oh, okay. dude. Was that? How was, dare he? How dare you? <laughs> Fuck New York. <laughs> yeah, I love the man. Was, um, that, was that recent? Yeah, fairly recent. Okay. Yeah. So before that, um, the best training was always on the job. It was that musical director yeah. who would take the extra time with Joey because I'm struggling because I'm not classically trained. Right. Or is the director sitting down actually walking through the script, you know, over uh, a foo-foo drink um, <laughs> and being able to say, hey, look, this is where you're not really hitting it or this is think of it this way. Or, or come at it from it this way, this yeah. direction. So, yeah, it's really been a ton of on-the-job training from just really brilliant directors and musical directors and choreographers. Anybody uh, specifically name-dropping, like, that stood out, that, like, was the director that you're, like, even to maybe, like, younger to this day was, like, I never had a guy who was quite like that guy, and he kind of gave me the push that I needed over yeah. the edge that made me not so afraid to take those risks yeah, there's there's two or three that I put in that that level. Uh, one is Dan Pisano, who was the head and is still the head of Good Company Players. Okay. And he was the one that said from the beginning, "I don't care that you're getting paid or not. I wasn't. Right, well, right, this yeah. is a professional theater, and we will run it that way. So you're never late. You always show up ready. You you know your stuff before you come in. It's not my job to teach you these words. Right. It's your job to come in knowing them. It's my job to tell you how to say them better." Or, or, or with more inflection to tell the story. Right. So Dan was a huge one for just the the hardcore work ethic. Of yeah. Um, and Patrick Klein at Palo Alto Players is a big one for me because he's the one who saw that maybe this Joey kid could take on something a little bigger than he's been doing. You know, lots of little ensemble roles or little featured roles mm-hmm. that I was totally loving. Yeah. This is all of my theater career. And I went up and I said, hey, look, I think that I could take one of your main roles. And I think I'd be really good at it. I'm going to come audition. If you think that I could do it, please let me do it. And he did with almost no evidence that I had the ability to pull that off. And his faith in me just sort of hit this very nice feedback loop of, all right, now I've got the confidence. I know I can because I've proven it. But I never could have gotten that if it hadn't been for, for Patrick. Right. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's super cool to have somebody believe in you like that, to be like, I'm going to give you, you know, you need that shot to be like. You need All it. right. You got it, man. Yep. Take it. Take it. Audition, and I believe in you, too. I think you got what it takes. You've been doing all these other ones, and I think you're, you know, you're you're, you're a good actor, and I think you, you can really nail this role, so let's give it a shot. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Do you actually uh, are able to, to, to do that, to, to be able to... Uh, uh, take those risks too from from small parts to just jumping up and be like I can own the show really you know what I mean I could take hold yeah and just fucking work it hopefully so yeah I mean yeah. I'm having a good time doing it no it's they great they keep casting me so and something's going okay so are you only performing at the Palo Alto Players at the moment or no I just did a show over at Foothill College which oh, was super cool. fun okay um, amazing director there Melissa Carey uh, just did Shrek oh nice where he played Lord Farquaad. You played? And I did the whole show on my knees. That's awesome. I was three and a half feet tall the whole show. How did you how did you get the, the you know, the bottom legs uh was just the, 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 the cape or the robe was it blocking or Yeah, so the costume has like hundred and five different pieces that made it really, really cool. Very short answer to that. 
because uh, that that could take a while. No, no, yeah, yeah. Is so I'm on my knees and I've got these little yellow legs that are made out of pool noodles, and the feet are attached to my knees. So okay. that that sort of gives me the appearance that I've got these tiny legs, right? Right. My actual legs are behind me, and I've got this black butt cape that velcros to the side of my legs that sort of covers the legs themselves. Yeah. And then I get a big blue cape on top of that that's sort of part of the costume. So even as I'm, you know, swishing my cape around, the black cape, the butt cape, uh, (laughs) sort of protects the legs and hopefully sells the look and feel that, uh, yeah, my legs are gone. Well, that's cool, man. That's, I mean, it's not that the, the, the costume itself is, uh, that's only like a quarter of it. It was a you... huge piece in this case. Yeah? Yeah. Because it really puts you in that role. Totally. You know what I mean? And Without that, none of it would have worked. Right. Yeah. And you kind of see yourself at a different angle. You're like, I'm on my knees. But, yeah. But when you find that character and you people get the visual of that, it's probably one of the funniest things and, and had to be amazing. It was fun. Was it was a... totally fun. Yeah. Plus, playing the bad guy is so The bad delicious. guy is awesome. Do you have any favorite bad guys that you, like, steal, like... Or you know that you're like, yeah, I'm the I'm the Gene Hackman, of fucking <laughs> Shrek right now, right. and uh, you know what I mean. You're just coming out and you're like, fucking giving Clint Eastwood some shit, but maybe not on that level, but like you know, fucking right there. Yeah, I think the best part about Farquaad is that he was, um, he's so uh, not able to see anything of reality. Right, he's a tiny man with yep. tiny man syndrome who thinks he's huge. Right. He thinks he's the king. Right, when he's not. So I went back and forth between just angry, evil, yelling, screaming to super playful, even a little fey sort of um, royalty who who has no concept of how to act like a man because he just he's just not a man. Yeah, he's not not a man. Yeah. Yeah. He's little child's brain who's not capable of understanding reality. Yeah. Yeah. So it was fun to go on sort of both levels. I would go from like really cartoony sort of Nathan Lane to um you know sort of deep voice angry yelling yeah sort of version yeah. so you had like a mix in between as you would do certain lines or totally yeah, i was all over the place very bipolar sort of world that he lived in uh did you uh have any like did you did you like li- like uh have anybody in mind uh like for like as the bad guy at all really <laughs> or like you know what i mean like being that part did you like have anybody in mind that you could like that's I'm gonna, that's who I am right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as long as you don't mind me getting a little political. Nah, I don't care. Great. Uh, He's yeah. Trump. He's oh, totally yeah. Trump. Oh, right on. Yeah, in my yeah. brain. Uh, in fact, yeah. I talked to the director the second that she said, hey, look, I want. I really want you to play Farquaad. And I said, I'll do it as long as you let me put in a few extra Trump lines. She said, oh, yeah, Shrek. Who cares? We're not rewriting Shakespeare here. Right, right. So we put in a bunch of lines about little hands, uh, my name on a tower. <laughs> I even got to work in fake news. Oh, that's awesome. Because he's the head of this very white, clean place that he has built specifically to him. Right. He doesn't want any of those fairy tale creatures that are brown, nope. red, or donkeys. Um, he was just absolutely 100% this confused despot who has no concept of reality. It's like, well, that's who he is. That is exactly who he is. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's that's a great... That's a great... Um, <laughs> person to, to to jump into like as that <laughs> it's a little timely at the moment. Yeah. yeah that's awesome dude yeah he was my trump uh that's great <laughs> yeah you can't think of a bigger baby than that i mean you can't you know it's it's a fucking strange world we live in oh 
Boy, howdy. Yeah. Um, do you have anything coming up for, like, are you? No. Are you? And I love it. All right, cool. So I'm you're in like, full freedom mode. You're like, I'm open. I'm, I'm completely open to. Totally open. My cool. next gig isn't until spring of next year. So I'm just sitting and chilling. Now, are you strictly theater or do you like to do films? Or are you not opposed to doing films or you're like. I'm not really opposed, but I've never tried to track it down. It's never nope. been um, something I've been terribly interested in. Done little tiny bits with friends and such. Um, the sitting around and waiting is a kind of a really weird part of filming for me. Yeah. As someone who's so used to getting immediate reaction because I just did jazz hands. People are right. laughing at it. Yeah. And I don't know that I would actually have the ability to take this very big muggy face and pull it down enough to be a, a camera actor. Um, I, I, I don't think that matters. I think I could okay. see you doing, I could see you doing movies and stuff okay. like that. Um, yeah, I think, I think everybody, regardless of what you think of yourself, mm-hmm. I think everybody has the ability to be on camera if you just let go of what you think oh, and wow. you just stick to your, your, your shtick or not even your shtick, but you're acting yeah. how you do it. You know, just take, that's the best thing about theater, right? You take theater to film. You don't take film to theater. Uh-huh. Those people that are film actors to go to theater, they're fucking terrible. <laughs> they can't remember lines. They can't do anything. If you take a theater person and put it, I mean, look at like uh, fucking, uh, what's his name? Bradley Cooper. Sure. That guy did a lot of theater. Yeah. A lot of theater. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he blew up and he was he did movies and stuff. I mean. Totally. It wouldn't have worked if he went the other way. It's just. Yeah. There's, there's sort of precious few, I think, who have the really big name who decide, I'm going to now be on Broadway. There's a couple of them who I think have pulled it off um, that uh, maybe have been a bit surprising to peeps. We'll, uh, but, we'll, uh, we'll split I, the rest of this. Yeah, sure. But I think in general, you're right. It might serve you better to start in the theater and move on. Yeah, that's the better thing, I th- in my opinion, I think. You I know, mean, you, you get more lines. You get more lines memorized, I should say. Uh, I, I feel like a lot of, you know, film acting, you know, because I've done both. Not very long, but okay. I think it was a nice four or five year run that I had with acting, and I loved every second. I wish I could just jump right back into it and fucking go for it. Yeah. Um, but it's like this. Uh, um, you know, when you're when you're doing the film, it's got you got these like one liners, and you got to like kind of like you're like you know now I'm driving, you know, kind of thing, and then you're like, and then you're like pause, and it's like. Give me the cue, motherfucker. Like, what am I supposed to do? You know, it's like, so you got to kind of improvise and just like kind of like, you know, you're like, now I'm driving. And then like kind of turn away, like, or, you know, whatever you're doing, whatever the, okay. di- and the director's got to direct you a little bit, right? Yeah, so yeah. he's got to be like, all right, well, that was cool. But you need to like throw this guy over your shoulder and be like, now I'm fucking driving. Yeah. Bitch. You know, <laughs> and in theater, you're like, well, now I'm driving because we got to go to San Diego. And then we're going to go from San Diego to fucking Arizona. to be, And then you know what's going to happen later? We're going to do this. And you do this whole and you got to remember I, the blocking is fucking yeah, crazy. Yeah. You know, it's like all interactions. And then you've got to bust into a yeah. song. you got to remember a dance while you're doing it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, that even songs, you go from acting to song back to acting. Right. You're, yeah. you're like, yeah, I'm very broad. And then I'm very like, OK, yeah. you know, it's like. It's a crazy world. It's awesome. <laughs> it is. It's super it's the most awesome. Ridiculous hobby in the world. Yeah, Absolutely but it's so fun. I mean, if you're having fun, though, fuck it. Like, it's the best hobby in the world, right? For me, yes. Yeah, it, I often say it fills the soul, not the wallet, and that is okay. And yeah, because 
I mean, if anybody did anything for money, we wouldn't get anything done. Oh, here, here. You know? I think that's the worst reason to do it. Yeah. I'd still like to do it, but I think it's the worst reason to that's do it. That's the worst reason to do it. If yeah. I got paid for something, that's awesome. Yeah. If I didn't, I don't care. Yeah. You know, I'm still going to give each show or each whatever my 100% commitment. Yep. Because I want people to believe that I was that character. Yep. I want people to believe in me and as an actor or even as a person, you know, that I put my heart and soul into this fucking little project and you're, yeah. you know, that you get to see for 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, I've been here for fucking hours on end rehearsing, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks. And then finally the show weekend, two weekends. Yeah. Done. Done. You know, it's impermanence of art, man. Yeah. It's the most pretentious thing that I love, but yeah. I so love it. Yeah, it's a fucking great time. Come and get it right now, because this is the only time you will ever see this version of this thing. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the, uh, that's another cool thing, too. It's like, you know, get it now because you can't get it again. Yeah. Any of the same characters are, sorry, not the same characters, but some of the same actors. They might do the, you know, you might see Cinderella somewhere else. It's like, that's cool. Totally. Uh, you might see, uh, you know, the the... Uh, wicked sure. on a different city you know you could, could see the show again but it will not be the same show twice it'll never it, be that and it never is yeah and i'm not saying i'm better or worse than any of them no but not at it all. will definitely not be my version mm-hmm. and i think that that makes a lot of it worthwhile yeah definitely hopefully <laughs> i'm just checking on the time here real fast yeah I think the other thing to mention with that is the absolute um, almost embarrassment of ridges in the Bay Area for theater. Like, I think there's very few places in the rest of the U.S. that I would have all of these theaters that, you know, I think are really putting out some very fun work, very good work, all within, you know, 10 miles of my house. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Um, I was on the other aspect of it when I was doing the acting. I was in... uh... I was in um, uh, Montclair, New Jersey. Okay. And it's right pretty much on the border of New York City. Sure. A lot of competition and a lot of weird <laughs> shit going on. You know, really fun. But, you know, I saw a bunch of random shit. And, but anything not in New York right there. Yeah. And then just in that little New Jersey pocket. Because it was acting there at the co- the, the college, and then you know that this little little bubble that w- was was this city. Sure. Uh, you, you would go a little bit more west, and nothing. Yeah. You know, you, it was yeah. it was just kind of like you know very 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 small playhouses or, or your very mm-hmm. very you know uh, colleges or schools like in that kind of theater program. Totally. But where I was, it was like I was getting a little bit more work and. Uh, especially to like people that you know too, right? So it's kind of like, oh, this guy, you know, I'm going for this audition. You should come with me. It's probably going to be really fun. It's like, oh, fuck, of course. Yeah. I don't care if I'm an extra, you know, whatever. I'll just take the work. Yeah. You know, so it was pretty cool being next to New York and, and experiencing those kind of people that, that you know, I believe were, it. were totally different. You know, I, I would get people that were on the show Friends. Yeah, and then they would come into the to the studio and then help teach part of the class. Oh wow! Because these guys were like, you know, forever actors, and they're like, you know, the, the only thing famous for they're like, yeah, I was in uh, Friends at this one scene, and you're like, oh, cool. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. But network really, man. really good it. fucking <laughs> actor. But you know, it's like, how are you just on Friends? Like, I don't know. You, 
okay, that's cool. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, oof, that's a big, long discussion about the whole idea of merit-based popularity. Man, that's just not a thing at all. No. Right? I mean, how many people do I feel like every single singing competition I've ever seen on television, I will hand you 40 people who will beat all of them every single night. Yeah. But because, you know, they're either not the young and pretty, and even the young and pretty, I, I'll hand you a few of those, too. A lot of those. But just because you don't have the luck to be in that audition at that time, at that place, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I know a phenomenal amount of talent in this area who, you know, works their ass off to barely get recognized in a little bit of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird love. It's, I mean, it's really something you have to love to not give a shit. Exactly. That you're in a pretty awesome fucking play that you get very little recognition. If you're not in it for the work, again, just like Cash, if you're in it for recognition, man, you're doing you, the wrong thing. Yeah, you are definitely doing the wrong thing. <laughs> to get to the work is, I, that's the thing. The work is the best part. It right? has to be. It has to be. That's the thing you're going to do the most. Yeah, the time right? the time you put into, it's like the same that I'm doing now with the podcast. It's like the work that I put into it, the time I spent researching on audio equipment, this guy. Adding that shit, yep. putting that on, getting the fucking show ready. It's like doing that. It's like with acting, it's a thousand times more than that. You know, it's like fucking dress rehearsals and people you meet and you got to fucking drive to the place. And so much, so much more goes into it. Reading constantly, acting constantly. Like, read this line. I got to read it back to myself. Reading right. it in your car. I'm at a stoplight. What the fuck does that <laughs> word say? I didn't even, I was, when I was, I was doing a monologue and I was like, I did at the time. I didn't know what a slow gin fizz was. Nice. Okay. And I said okay. slew gin fizz. And my director was like, "What the fuck is that?" And I was like, "I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying." Oh. And he's like, "Dude, it's a slow gin." I was like, "Why don't they fucking spell slow right then, yeah. motherfucker?" All right. Now like, there's Jersey. Know, there's yeah. Jersey. There's my attitude coming out. I'm like, "You want you fucking spell that word right so I can fucking read it, asshole." And then he's giving me shit because he's from New Jersey too. And he's oh, like, well, fucking it. know what it means then. I'm like, all right, fucking all right. Let me fuck you, all right? <laughs> Let me just take a second before I fucking hurt you. That was the, that, the acting oh, guy. I love was, that story. Yeah. Th- those guys, my 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 acting director, teacher uh, was Bob Bob Sapoff. I think I'm saying his last name right. Bob okay. Sapoff. Was awesome. Nice. And he's this, he looks like Gene Wilder. Oh wow! Just with gray hair, you know, he's got the schnoz and yeah. you know, the eyes, and he looked like Gene Wilder, but he was awesome. He was just brutal. He'd be like, you know, you'd walk, you like, all right, you know, you're you walk in, walk in. He'd be like, no, nope, fuck it, fucking do it again. What the fuck is that? What, what, what the fuck? What the fuck are you doing? And you're like, uh, walking. He's like, do you? Fu- does a fucking person walk like that? No, you're walking like an asshole. Get the fuck back. You're like, holy shit. Nice. What kind of fuck? This is fucking level one. So I'm going to fuck home. <laughs> fuck you. It was awesome. Like, that's the kind of attitude they gave me. I was like, I loved it, though. I love, I fed off of that shit. Nice. It was awesome. Yeah, I think that I'm totally down. I think there are so many productions or, or, or movies or anything else that probably could have been better if someone on set had been more honest. Yeah. They need to have that bad guy, you know, the the right kind of bad guy. You need yeah. the bad guy to come in and say, you know that's not good yet, right? Yeah. Yet. We'll yet. get there. But that was not good, and that was not good, and that was not good. Yeah. Or you need to shut up, buckle down, you know, stop chasing ladies or whatever you're doing, and actually yeah. learn the lines and do this. You have that bad guy. You have that sort of 
um, that uh, Taskmaster, but who's not trying to run you into the rails just to run you into the rails. No, he like I'm not down with that. What I thought what, he, what I thought was great about him is he's a super nice guy. He's a great acting coach and, and you know teacher and director. Yeah, he was really great. And what I liked about him best is that he was just honest about believing in your character. If he didn't believe wow. you, he would just say it. He'd be like, I don't believe you. That Love was it. like his thing. He'd be like, Love it. I don't believe you. You just won the lottery? I don't believe you. Yeah. I'm watching you right now say you won the lottery. I don't believe you. Yeah. And you're like, I fucking just won the lottery. And you're like screaming <laughs> at the top. He's like, I still don't believe you. You have to, you know, work on it. Yeah. You need, you know, yes, I won the fucking lottery. But, you know, this, there's got to be something about, like, I remember like another little scene that I had, like, I had to get this, like, be excited for the first time like I never saw a fucking Mr. Potato Head in my life as a gift. And I was like, and, the, and somebody gave it to me and I was like, oh my God, I'm Mr. Potato Head. And he was like, yes, it's awesome. Like, it wasn't like, I just like jumped. I was like, Mr. Potato Head. It was, like, right, it was just right. the way you did it. And he was like super stoked to be like this little dumbass line to Love do it, it with. And he was like, Yes, that's the fucking shit you need. And I was like, ah, it's fucking all. Like, this Quiet, guy was, yeah. earnest, real. Yeah. He's like, I fucking believe that you never saw a Mr. Potato in your life. Or that you just got one and maybe as a child you lost it, right? Yeah. And then you like never saw it and wasn't a thing and you're like, you know, so the backstory is like you're fucking, you, you know, you, you know, your dad burned it in front of you or something. Oh, you know shit. what I mean? And then all of a sudden like your girlfriend gives you a Mr. Potato and you're like, fucking Mr. Potato. Oh my God. <laughs> Like, like, you don't know how much it means to me to have a Mr. Potato Head. So right. like, that kind of backstory fucking rules, dude. It like, comes into you. Yeah, man. It's good. It's like we're talking about. I think yeah. people will buy almost anything if you come from a place of earnest realness. Yeah. And this, again, coming from a dude who does very ridiculous things on stage. Yeah. But if you find that little kernel of earnest, I think people just buy in. They're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I've already bought my ticket. I probably went to dinner beforehand. Yep. I got a babysitter to do it. Yep. I've had these tickets for a week. Yep. Got a I want drinks. to be entertained. Yeah, I want to be I want to be laughing, crying, anything in a mo if you make me feel something. Yep. Yep. Hats off to you, man. Give them something to cling on to and ninety yeah. percent of the time the audience will go with you, whether yeah. they think the show's any good or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fucking awesome, dude. All right, let's crack this other beer. What yeah, we, let's what, do it. What do we? Uh, what do we have now? So you brought them. So let's let's. Uh, yeah. So uh, the next one, I'll have to read off from the label. It's the Dogfish cool. Head. Oh, there we go. Ah, oh, now we're going to some of my first more craft beers of the Dogfish Head. My first other IPA was the sixty to ninety minute. Oh yeah, one, I think the ninety minute was my first one actually. Ooh, ninety's big. And then then I had the one twenty. <laughs> nice. The 75 is where it's all at, man. Is that? I didn't have the 75. 60 and a bit of 90 all together. Oh, okay. Yeah. There yeah, you go. That's delicious. That's the way to go. So the reason why we started with the first beer, like I said, is it was my absolute first love in craft beer. Now, the second one represents, it's the Dogfish Black and Blue, a Blackberry Blueberry Belgian Style Ale. So I moved from, I need it big and chewy, to I need 28 adjectives. Okay. So back during the big deal of when people were just doing the barrel age for the first times in a while, and they were doing this for it, and they were doing this for it, and it became really in fashion to make a 28-adjective beer. Yeah. I was fully on board. <laughs> the more rare, the more weird-sounding you could make it, and this sort of represents that time in my craft beer life. Okay. 
Yeah. Nice. I'm sure it's going to be uh, probably pretty fucking tasty. I'll tell you what, that old Rasputin was fucking good. Yeah, man. And I, you know what? I've only had probably one Rasputin before that, and I just wasn't expecting it to be that solid. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think Rasputin's classic. Um, so, all right. So, black and blue. Black and blue. Belgian. And I, oh, man. Yeah. Do you have any, do you have any, uh, do you have any good uh, stories with with Belgians, or do you have you know is there something that stands out in your mind of like maybe you got too drunk on some Belgians before in your life? Because <laughs> uh, I'm I'm a put it's it's ten uh, percent right yeah. now we're drinking baby yeah we're we're we not went from we're not shy what, tonight no no we're we're hitting heavy right now we went from nine to nine <laughs> no nine to ten sorry <laughs> yeah we're getting up there too right now and Belgians my Belgians man I went through a time yeah and but uh. You you know I want to hear what you got to say. Uh, I got one word for you, tornado. <laughs> All right. Oh man! Right what, as I sort of discovered the twenty-eight adjective beers, beer. the first time someone took me up to yeah, tornado, what a great place. And I'd just never been so happy to be in such a dirty, loud, throwing elbows, disgusting bathroom place in my life. Yeah, because it felt like I'd come home. Fuck! Oh yeah, exactly. Here are people who had been serving. Beer that people hadn't heard of, didn't want, um, had had no concept of, and a world that didn't like craft beer forever. Like, yeah. literally decades before I got there, when decades ago people weren't drinking fun, weird beer. They weren't drinking craft, right? Because there was no craft. Right. We're talking right at the beginning, or not terribly long, I think, after even Angerstein was even a thing. It was during, it would be the late 80s, right? That Tornado? came into life because didn't they I'm just not pass sure. 30 oh they, they, they had the 30th 30th anniversary right not too long ago i believe they just i might be wrong on that don't quote me at that no <laughs> I, i'm not positive on that i know that uh ale arsenal just did uh which is the other bar that i work at in san yeah, carlos yeah. that i just they just did a uh a collaboration with tornado yeah right on or we're getting a collaboration with uh alvarado or something like that and it was it might have been. I don't. Even, I don't even know. I yeah. forget what it was called. I feel it, like Tornado's thirty. If they're not thirty, of, they're yeah. they're right around there. It was some kind of anniversary ale for that. I believe specific nice. specific thing. But I yeah. started ordering just anything that I'd never had before. In that's like, the way you do it, dude. Huge swaths of beer just headed towards my face, and you know if it had a funky yeast on it, if it came from a different country, I was a thousand percent into it. Yeah. So those, that's really where my love of the Belgians started. Um, it's also probably a fun point to point out that uh, every year for... And this got you into the first Belgian that you had. Or no? Not, not first, Not but... exactly this one. This sort of stands in for my sort of Belgian okay. 28 adjective beer world. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So for almost every year for the last decade, um, to mention the wife for the 28,000th time, for her birthday we buy uh, St. Bernardus Methuselah. Six liters of beer. The tall right? one. The tall Pull it out at the Rosen Crown. Yeah. And I tell you what, that big old beautiful Belgian dark beer makes that bar go nuts. Yes. They love that bottle. It's like yeah. a celebrity walks in the door. Yeah. They take photos with a bottle. Right. They. I just want a little sip. I don't care what's in it. I just love the bottle. Right. <laughs> no, that's cool. So, yeah, I, I've got a big affection for the Belgian beers. Um, anything? What Do you have any favorites? Or do you stand out? Or, you know, that like... If you 
Or on a, like, let's just say if you're having a Belgian day. Yeah. And I haven't had a Belgian day in a while. Reasons for. But, uh, I kind of like all my big classics. Not going to lie. Um, I mean, read? I was a Chimay boy for a long time. Chimay? Earth L. Red, um, red, white, blue. Oh, it? yep. Sure. Bring it. Um, one of my favorite um, that sort of was very influenced by West Coast, which made me terribly happy and super confused when it first happened, was the female brewer from think it's Arthel, uh came over to the west coast she started having all these ipas she's like what is this this is weird well, all right you guys are making unbalanced <laughs> totally crazy beers like that's not what beer is you forgot how to balance your beer yeah and she went home and made one damn hop it was the first belgian beer i'd ever had in my life okay uh, much like um not too long after i had the green flash lafrique mm. which was the west coast version of her beer and I started flipping out because now I can have my funky yeast and I can have my hops with it. And the hops with it. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah right. There you go, dude. Um, yeah, I, I had my first Belgian in 2010. or Yeah, I think 2010. Okay. And that was on a super mm. Belgian kick. Mm, that's good. Um, it is good. It's you can I can taste the fact that it it's a Belgian mm. and... The blackberry really is balanced well with it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah, ton of sweetness, but that ever so fun, delicious, slight uh, musty uh, yeast uh, in the back end yep. there. Yeah, which all Belgians have that fucking little musty yeast kind of. I love it. Yeah, musty in a good word. Yeah, in a good in a good way. <laughs> yeah, um, I they they ended up becoming too sweet for me. Is what happened. Okay, and. I had one night I was in Belgium with a friend and oh wow, I blacked out and woke up, but I had I drank over ten deliriums. Whoa! Not recommended by your doctor. No, not at all. And I was <laughs> done. Yeah. And I woke up and I shit in somebody's bidet. Oh my god! You know, or whatever the fuck they had that was not a shitter. It was like oh something. Oh my god! And I woke up in the bidet. You know, like fucking yeah. And I was just like. Uh, and I, I had an interaction with uh, you know a girlfriend of mine at the time, and uh, some other people, and I started fucking yelling and screaming, and I started throwing up and fucking nightmare scenario. It, yeah, it was just it went from you know bad to worse to worse, and just fucking and it was all just one day in Belgium. And oh just fucking no, done right, and I was just hungover for the next day. Or two. I was gonna say that that's probably a multi day yeah. recovery. Yeah, it was it was a bad time that I had there. Uh, so I started not drinking Belgiums anymore. <laughs> I was like, I can't imagine why. Yeah. So you know, now when I taste it, I just I'm like, that sets me right back, and I'm just like, uh oh. But I've had some since. Okay. So okay. I'm not opposed to and you know any of that kind of shit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It was uh, you know. It was a time, and I, I went through a lot the big Belgian phase. My first Belgian, I believe, was the Triple Carmelite, or the oh. Quack. I think the Quack was my first one. Both amazing choices. Yeah. Especially if you get that Quack glass. Oh, yeah, we, had the, we had the beaker. That wooden the, stand, the, with the, the beaker. beaker. Oh, we had, yep. we had everything. It was great. Yep. That's how I first started learning. One of the first bar I worked at in Pennsylvania was Black and Blue. Oh. Um, was all about being accurate and the owner's uh boyfriend owns the 
owned the bar down the street. Okay. And he would travel all over the world and bring back and be like, no, that beer needs to go in this glass. Yeah. And it needs to be this full. See the line? If the head is fucking, and it would be, you know, it'd be a fucking, it'd be a thing. Love it. It'd be a thing. Make people fucking, you know, do that shit. Details matter. Yeah, they do. Beer I mean, can be gorgeous. Yeah. You present it the right way. And the look some, is half the fun. Yeah, and I've met some people that are just like, that beer's flat. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got a heavy hand sometimes. You know when I'm giving people stuff? Yeah. It's my thing. But you know why? Fill it. That's my motto. It's like, okay. but, but people want a little bit of head. So sometimes I try to give them a little bit of head. Sometimes the taps aren't my favorite person. I hear you. And they don't work well with me. Look, head matters, right? But it does, because you need that aroma. Yes. Right? You got to smell it to taste it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, you know. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but in Belgium, it is still illegal to serve somebody else's beer in your glass. Somebody else's beer in your glass? Yeah, that's the last I heard. Like, you couldn't just all of a sudden say, hey, look, I'm going to put this West Flatteran in a triple Carmelite glass. No, I don't think, yeah. It's illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Is is it? Branding was that important. Which is why all that gorgeous glassware that you see is right. so specific. And I never knew that until I worked there. And I was just like, wow. Each beer has its own fucking glass and it's fucking great. Right? It's fucking awesome. As a bar owner, I, that must be expensive as fucking exhausting. Of course it is. <laughs> because you know why? But as get, a consumer, I love it. Because <laughs> you get goddamn glasses smashed. You get glasses oh, yeah. stolen. Oh, you yeah. get all that shit oh, done. Oh, yeah. You know, and you know, yeah, people that are especially just, those pretty glasses—they walk out the door. Oh, they're gone, dude! And you get some people that like know what glass they're getting, and they're like, "That's the wrong glass." And you're uh-huh. like, "Listen, I don't have this glass, okay? <laughs> I'm working at a bar now where I don't have the accurate glass. Like, you give me yeah. a Chimay, I don't have the Chimay glass. Yeah, I know what it should be in. I'll give you a goblet. I'll Shut up. I'm gonna give you a close, but I just, I, I can't do it. I just, <laughs> I, it, if I had the tools. I could fucking make it work, but I'm sure. having tools. Yep. So, yeah. No. But no, it's it's. I I love that that Europe is like that. It's so detailed. Details are fucking great. Yeah, man. You know that makes Bring things. They, details make everything, right? Like yeah, just a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, I'm a thousand percent on board with this idea. I'm the guy who still puts you know the garnish in the cocktail at home. That extra minute and a half just makes that. Even if nobody's I, looking, who cares? You yeah. have your own cocktail, right? I feel better. I feel fancier. I feel like I've taken the minutia that it takes to fully enjoy this thing. Yeah. If I'm going to drink this, let's go ahead and drink this. Let's, let's go fucking use full. the right ingredients. Let's go full retard. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Never go full. Never go full. Don't like it? Nah, go full. Every time. <laughs> go full. Yeah, take, take the time to make it right. Unless you're wasted, then fuck it. <laughs> I would say make the take the time to make it right, and if after you've had four, it probably doesn't matter. Go to that the cheap point. stuff anyway. You don't need an olive in your martini anymore. Yeah, because <laughs> obviously you don't give a shit. <laughs> oh no, this sparks a, a, a fun conversation. I have been having disagreements left and right about what a martini is. Oh, okay, what is a Joe Martini? Um, I'm gonna say it's okay. So I I don't like gin. Okay. That's the problem. So you're starting off on a bad foot. Right. Exactly. But the problem is I just don't like gin. It tastes like tree sap to me. How tree sap smells, it tastes. So I hate gin. Wow. My, my all best, gins. All gins. Every, my, yep. My wow. best friend My best friend loves gin and tonics all day. Yeah. Fuck. He's like, dude, gin and tonics. My drink, dude. Solid. Every day. Me, 
I am not like that at all. I don't like gin. I don't like gin and tonics. I don't like. I don't even like tonic water because this fucking gives me a bad taste in my oh, mouth. Oh wow, anymore. not even tonic. No. Okay, I like club soda and club soda water. Like sure, you know, very different. Pellegrino, yeah. totally different. Yeah. Give me a fucking a tonic water. I'm like, oh my, what the fuck did you guys just do? <laughs> did you just shit in my tonic water or what the fuck has happened? Hell you know, yeah, like with 28 ingredients yeah, of love. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> So yeah, so but and so he tried to turn me on the gin, and I'm just like, dude, I can't, I can't do it. Okay. So my would be vodka, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I would go with vodka, a little bit of dry vermouth, and I would do uh, dirty martini because I love olives, and I would put olives in it. Oh sure. Okay. A little bit of olive juice. Little bit. A little bit. And how not much vermouth. Uh, maybe um, half ounce, an ounce, maybe, maybe. Oh wow. Maybe. All right. Maybe. I would call that quite heavy. I would say more on the half because it's, yeah, I wouldn't go full ounce really. That's, yeah, yeah. You know, you want to get a splash in there usually, but. So you're going for your sweetness. And yeah. And you're going to cover that up a bit with your brine. Yep. And your olive. Yep. Yeah, all right. So that would be mine because I don't like gin. Yeah. But I know that yeah. gin. Fair enough. What, what do you think? What, you, what, do, what do you love? It, and uh, what was the majority vault? Like, what, what, what's the majority say? Yeah. Majority say versus what I say. Very different. Um, if you ask most of the world, it's definitely gin, right? Oh, it's gin for, yeah. Vodka's if not a martini. If you ask me as a regular person, be like, do you know what's in a martini? I'm like, gin. Yep. This. Y- y- Vodka's a cocktail. Nothing wrong with a good vodka. No. I'm a fan. But yeah, you start with your gin. Um, and again, world speak, not me. Mm-hmm. You would put in the appropriate amount of vermouth based on attitude. <laughs> and that's all you do. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of attitude is which one <laughs> that's the key is <laughs> it's totally the most personal fucking thing i think in the world look um papa hemingway son of a bitch that he was um had 28 versions of the cocktail that he would talk about um for a martini but my favorite was the monty and it was named after this general called montgomery who would only go into war if he had a 15 to 1 odds so his martini was a 15 to 1 gin de vermouth oh man 15 to 1 i think that's too much i like my vermouth in the next county writing me a letter about how much it misses me yeah i like cold gin in a glass and a twist of some citrus little very that's what i think a martini is okay little to no vermouth at all like maybe possibly a spray but nowhere near an ounce nowhere near half ounce Half ounce is probably pretty good for me. But yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. But no, that's cool. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just no, saying no, what no. I like. It's, it's, that's the cool thing about... I basically like cold gin. You know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's not about any of those what's right or wrong, right? It's it's about what you love, you know, and... Um, here, here. It's... You know, everybody has their opinions about everything. I mean, it's, you know, opinions fucking make the world go around because yes. if you value something, you value that opinion. Yep. Whether it's music, a drink, uh, acting, fucking, you know, podcasting, fucking falling down the stairs. Like, did you fall down right? Yeah, no, I did. <laughs> I tried to, but it didn't work out. So, yeah, I mean, there's, everybody's got an opinion about something. It's like yeah. they've had more experience with random shit. It's like, yeah, I smoked a lot of meth, so let me tell you this. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, right. I'm not going to smoke meth, but, you know, I'll take what you're saying. I'll take what you're accurate saying. Because you probably, you know, have more hands in it than me. But now answer me this question. Speaking of opinions, 
So I have this ridiculous concept of what I think a martini is, but I think your version is right. I think the person next to us is right. I think the next person I ask is right. Yeah. Because you actually have an opinion. If you don't have an opinion on what a martini is, then your answer is wrong. True. Right? Yeah, I agree. But anybody that cares enough to actually have an opinion on that sort of thing, you're right. Hey, what's your taste in music? Eh, I don't know. Is the only wrong answer. That's the wrong answer, yeah. It's the only wrong answer. That's true. Everything else is correct. Yeah. Because when... it is the personal subjective taste of what this version is. Yeah, and you could you could and you could bicker all day, right, about like what's good, what's not good. And that's you fun. Know? And that's super fun. That puts me on your side immediately because yes. you wouldn't have an opinion. Yeah. And you can see things in other people's eyes because of their experiences versus your experiences, and now we're gonna meet in the middle for this cocktail. Yeah. Right? Yep. We've gone from life to life. You could be like, you know, I'll tell you why. You know, my dad, he used to fucking have these every single night. And I would watch, and he would actually make me make them yeah. for him. You could have guys like that. Like, those guys are the shit that are like, I value your opinion That's because a good opinion. it's fucking awesome. And, yep. and not awesome, but, you know, at the same time, it's like, I know exactly where you're coming from. And it's probably better in the old guy sense that this is what you did to get that martini because, you know, your dad's like, no, no, no. Just a splash. Yeah, yeah. Just a fucking splash. You make this right. Yeah. You're like, best martini you ever had, son. Fuck yeah. (laughs) That's the kind of opinion I want right there. Yeah. (laughs) My 10-year-old made me a martini. It was great. (laughs) That's my bartender. So why do you think? Because, man, I I love that you have that opinion, too. Again, uh, uh, liking people with opinions. Yeah. Why do you think it is that so many people, the second that someone exerts an opinion that is not theirs, um defensive measures go up and arguments start to rise and people hold on so tight to what their version of a martini is. Obviously I'm using martini as the MacGuffin here for sure. I think anybody that's got an opinion on some form of entertainment is already your best friend because they have an opinion on an entertainment that you enjoy. Totally. Um, And a lot of people bristle at that real hard. Yeah. It's like people are, uh, so you know, when people get rowdy like that, I'm say, I love the passion about your opinion, but it's wrong. <laughs> I love that you're really passionate about it. But tell me more about, you know, whether, you know, it, why you're so passionate about yeah. it. I like to know why you're passionate about it. Tell me if, why you think Nickelback is so good. Yes, please. I'll sit there and listen. I'll listen all yeah, day. tell me. But I'm going to tell you how wrong you are every <laughs> fucking time. you be like, nope. Simpsons did it. Nope. <laughs> nope. Like that kind of shit. Yeah, it's not totally. going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think people have great opinions. I love listening to opinions. But it's like, if you, you know, if you listen to somebody's opinion and you disagree and then it becomes like a bickering thing about it, somebody has a strong opinion about that subject then. And then you got to find out why. Yeah. And it usually stems from some kind of internal childhood very bad experience if it's negative or very good experience if it's super positive right so you kind of gotta you know understand why and what's happened when somebody has an opinion about a drink like me if like somebody's like you want to drink more belgians i'm like nope they're like why i had a bad experience i had bad i had bad experience smoking weed yeah i had a bad bad experience doing this it's like okay but that was one out of two out of three you know it's like 
I've had good experiences on that shit too. It's not yeah. not one bad. It's one bad experience. Don't take my opinion for it because I had one fucking bad experience over it. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's anything if they're really striving at your opinion, being like, "No, you're wrong, dude." And you're like, "You're you're just so passionate about your opinion that you know." I don't know. I don't know why I'm wrong. So <laughs> please elaborate and tell me more. So because right, there's a story to something of why. Well, there hopefully is. Oh, I right? hope so. You can't just have another asshole be like. I hate martinis. I hate this. Then you have no opinion. Fuck yeah. you. Fuck just, off. Yeah, if you have no reason for it, I have no time for you. Yeah, exactly. It just means you're dull and being obstinate for no reason whatsoever. And I need just the slightest amount of reason from you. Yes. Like, you could have the most ridiculous concept in the world. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I. Well, here's a good example. I thought that beer was bad because I grew up going to a bunch of baseball games at Royal Stadium in Kansas City. Okay. I thought beer was Coors Light that had been spilled on steps and then baked in the sun. Because you can smell that That's shit. That's what I thought the beer was. Right. Because, you know, my parents are hardcore teetotalers. It's like, no, no, no. This is what beer smells like. This is awful. It's like, they're right. That smells like shit. Smells like <laughs> shit. But you're not drinking shit that's been baking out in the sun all day, spilled on bleachers. Like, yeah. That's the thing, So I had you this know? opinion for the longest time that yeah. beer smells like Bad macro beer soaked in concrete, baked in the sun. Yeah, and it's, yeah. and you have a very logical, a skewed opinion about yeah. beers. Yeah, right? yeah. So and that and that lasts for a long time. It did. It lasts you know? for a long time. Very long time yeah. until somebody's like, just fucking drink this and shut the fuck up. Yeah, try Please. it. Open yeah, up your just mind. Drink it. Yeah, yeah. Just relax. No, if you take a sip, you don't like it. Try to get through it. If you don't, I'm not gonna pressure you. To yeah, drink it. take you an know? adventure. Just do it. You yeah, never try. know. Doesn't you matter. Never know. Take a trip if you don't like it. You know it doesn't last eight hours like a fucking acid trip or oh, something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? So it's not <laughs> going to work. I'm not out. in this for the long haul. Yeah. yeah. How many hours I got? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm, I'm taking good. a sip. I'm good. I'm, I got to go to work tomorrow. I'm still all right. You know, fuck, fuck that shit. But yeah, I mean, opinions are very passionate people, and they usually and usually it comes out because it's a bad time. Usually, never a positive thing. People have opinions so much because they have a negative opinion about a oh, lot wow. of things. Yeah. You know, it really stems from negativity and not positive. You can tell somebody to do something all day. They don't do it. They're like, nah, just, I'm, I fucking had a bad time. Not going to do it. Yeah. Not going to do it. Yeah, like, yeah. no, just try it. No, not going to do it. Had a bad time. You had one fucking bad time, dude. You know how many bad times I had in my life? A bajillion bad fucking times. Have a good time. Shut the fuck up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, come on. That's the idea. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you definitely got to be open to the idea that who you were now, I pray to everything you hold holy five years ago, that you're a different dude now. Yeah. Different you, lady now. Yeah, because you ch it, things change. If you're not, you might be having some bigger problems that I can't solve with this next taste yeah. adventure we're trying to go on yes if you're not growing you're not changing no, no. i i can't fix that yeah that's that's but on hopefully you you're different you know if look you hate a thing you hate a thing for instance i dislike boba tea okay i think boba tea uh I, i'm i'm all, tastes like snot balls i'm inside I'm, a tea i don't even have a i have an opinion about it but i don't because i don't drink it yeah and my girlfriend drinks it and i have one and i'm like what are these fucking balls? And people at the love them. Yeah, and yeah. I've, and I and we've researched it, and it's just I believe it's just candy. It's tapioca balls. Tapioca, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so there's the so little membrane, actually, and then and you tapioca bite into is it. actually 
all oh, right. Yeah, tapioca's Stop that. fine. But a little bit of sugar, a couple other good ingredients, that's fine. Right. Put that inside of tea, and I can't stand it. The texture's wrong. The flavor's not on board. But I tried it again a couple days ago, and I'm thinking, okay, look, it's been a few years. I had a bad adventure. We're going to go on another one today. As lame as having boba is for an adventure, try it again. Everything's an adventure, and I agree with that. If you have any anxiety or anything like that, to me, some shit's an adventure. That you, shit is still nasty. Yeah. I, <laughs> and I'm like, I've now confirmed how do you on drink multiple occasions, I'm not okay with it. No, I agree. <laughs> I'm on your, I'm on, I'm on that, your side of the fence. So I, at some I point, you keep pushing against the thing. If you hate it, it's okay to dislike a thing. Dude, it's totally fucking okay. It's an opinion. It's yeah. it's a feeling. It's who you are. It's, it's part okay. of personality. Here's the thing. It's okay to not like shit. Yeah. And let me say something else. It's okay to like shit. Yeah. Not like and like. It's fucking okay. Like, if you have an opinion, wonderful. Because that means you are a fucking human being and you're interacting with Step people. Step one. You get it, dude. You Care like, enough to yeah. care you're about an opinion. fucking doing shit. Yeah. Like, you get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it. That's the thing. It's like... Ah, like even some as simple as boba tea. I'm like, and, uh, probably half of these people that you know or, or, or have tuned in, like, don't even know what boba tea is. Ha. Go try it. You might love it. I, 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 I guarantee that people in New Jersey and Pennsylvania don't know what boba tea is. They might now, but yeah, they might now. You're close enough to the city. You might. Peoria, but, Kansas, probably. Not. Probably not. If you're in wait, the, Peoria's not in Kansas. Well, Peoria is Illinois. Illinois. All right. Well, right. I don't know. Topeka can't. Topeka. Let's use there you go. Nobody right. in Topeka has boba. No, no, no. No. They're not drinking boba. No way. They're like, boba? <laughs> I'll take some tapioca. Throw in a tea? No, I'll try it. No bad. Get some sugar in there. Oh, fuck yeah. How the fuck you guys not like tapioca? You guys suck. Fuck you guys. I'm on that board. I'm going to love the tapioca. Motherfucker. Love it, motherfucker. Fuck yeah. So yeah. Uh, no, tapioca queen. Yeah. I see it. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, um, you want to take a little break, and then we'll get back into the second round? All right. We'll be back and uh, with Joey McDaniels for round two, so stay tuned, motherfucker. All right, I hope you guys are enjoying round one. We're going to take a little music break here, like we always do. You know, give people time to, you know, relax and, you know, not hear people talking the entire time of the show, which, you know, I think is cool. It's something that I thought you know, would work well to, you know, just to break it up a little in the show. I mean, you know, if, if you guys feel different, please email me or write a review of some sort. That would be awesome. But I feel like the music's needed. You know, I have to make all these beats for the intros and then, you know, but I, I'm running out of songs and I also need bands to send me songs, you know, or, you know, MP3s that I can use and have permission to play and, you know, get their band out there and local bands, small bands, like whatever, like who cares? Uh, so, but, having said that, sorry, I'm rambling on here, uh, the, uh, the, the song is gonna be The Lenapes from Marshall Railroad, it's one of my, uh, the last band that I was in, and we toured and did all that stuff, this song is about our East Coast Native Americans, the Lenapes, and how they were slaughtered, and, uh, how it's just not right, and... You know, in a world of getting rid of people and how crazy shit's going on right now, it's like you got to stand up for what's right. And, uh, you know, don't be trespassing on sacred land. So here it is, The Lenapes by Marshall Railroad.
raped and slaughtered and forced off their land. Flash of a gun, the new Western world stands. Well, holy ghost ain't saving my friends. Don't even matter, cause now they're all dead. But I'm alive and I'm trespassing on sacred ground. Who's to blame? Is it the English white man from town? Monumental statues built to worship clowns. When the spirit horse arrives, well, then I will finally be home. Kill, to wipe them all out and leave no blood unspilled A land full of beauty, how ugly this feels To stare at the sky, I will scream why Cause I'm alive and I'm trespassing on sacred ground Who's to blame? It's the English white man from town Monumental statues built to worship clowns When the spirit horse arrives, well then I will finally be AKG is quickly becoming my new favorite mic. Like I don't know if you got the bass boosted or something. No, no. I mean, the bass is up. I rarely like my voice coming in through cans, but man, this mic is picking up a lot more Did bass than you I have expect. A great, you have a great radio voice, I'll tell you that. It, your voice sounds fucking good. Right on. Thank you. And the bass, like I said, I got the bass. When I hear it, it always sounds uh, super lo- nasally. Your, your low is up, like, like my low is up, because uh, just a, a hair. Yeah. Yeah. That's why um, I like it. Make sure we're up. <laughs> it's a karate move. That's a karate chop, man. Yeah. Right. Uh, Sweep the leg, Johnny. Sweep the leg, Johnny. <sighs> no retreat, no surrender. Um, all right, let's get let's dive into this, the third beer. Oh, because we're going hoppy style. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Yeah, we're taking uh, the next step into the future. Joy's Craft Beer World, where the Lupulin shift has happened. And there you go, my friend. You can pop the Coronado. That's, yeah. So, and what's the ABV on this bad boy? Oh, we're probably heading down a little bit, down to 6.5. Uh, we're drinking the uh, Conquista from Coronado. Um, amazing brewery in San Diego. 
they got a little warehouse uh, where they brew and they will let you drink a beer. And they are putting out just some beautifully quintessential West Coast IPAs. Not a ton of drama. No pretension whatsoever. Pretentious? Pretentious? Pretension? That is not a word. Pretentiousness whatsoever. Um, Just damn good West Coast beers. So I forgot to play the song before we started. Oh. So I'm going to do it anyway. Let's do it. Real fast. Bring it. To kick us right into the middle of it. Uh, But we've already started round two, but we're going to get hip-hop and fucking into it. So let's go. Yeah. While I pour my beer. We're back with round two. Joey McDaniels, motherfucker. <laughs> Bring it. It's my ghetto voice. I don't really have one. <laughs> I just made some hip hop, like not hip. It's not. It's not yeah, man. It's like no, house. that's got a beauty indie vibe. Yeah, India vibe. Yeah, man. I have had a couple of ten percents. I'm saying the wrong words now. Three, four times in a row. I say a lot of wrong words. I say <laughs> shit like that doesn't matter. <laughs> I just wanted to play because I made it today for you. No, not, that's not, gorgeous, I mean, man. not specifically for you, but yes, for you. No, like, no. Yeah, you made it for me. You, know, I you did, said it. I did. Don't take it back. No, no, I can't take it back. It's all for me. But I did make it for you. That's for sure. Uh, and, yeah, man. That's a chill, happy vibe right there. And I made I made those beats in an hour. It took me an wow. hour to do those two ones that I just put up today for you. Wow. And I went a different vibe. I tried to play some guitar, with, and I was like... No, it's not what I want right now. It's not. It's not exactly. And then, like, I was like, Laura, come in here. Fuck. Listen to this shit. I was like, listen to the two ones I made. Tell me what you think. She's like, oh, dude. I felt like I was, like, in space. Yeah. And then I was, like, and I was thinking about something else. And then I was, like, you know, I was in a gangster alien movie. I don't fucking. I was like, <laughs> as long as it made you think something, like I'm fucking good with that. Think you know what I mean? Anything. Like, yeah, think anything. Yeah. When music can fucking move you and like put you in like a mental state. Yep. I'll do it. There's like nothing like smoking a joint and fucking listening to like an album, just being like, whoa, whoa, well that was awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a totally My different mind experience. Is blown. Yeah. Hell yeah. There's nothing like music. There really isn't that could take you away like that. Just sit in a vibe within like 0.5 seconds of a song. You can recognize a vibe. You can get into that vibe. But by God, by that third minute, you are just on a different planet. You're in a different you place. Done. Your mood has changed. Yeah. Because your soul is just totally affected by this beat. That's what I like about music. Music is an enhancer, dude. It puts you either up or down. And if you can't cry, put on a track that can make you cry because you will bawl. Yeah, it's yeah. It's one of those things. It's like it just punches you in the fucking gut. And you're like, damn. Yeah. All right. That's what I needed to be right now. I needed to be that low. It's right. what I needed. Right. I needed that downer. It. Yeah. And music is fucking the best for that. There's an amazing couple of examples that came out of a film class. I, I, I'm probably misquoting. But I believe it was a UCLA class that put out um, some of their classwork. And it was all of these famous movies with all the music stripped out. Yeah. So it was dialogue only. It was just like big classic Oscar winning movies. Flat as fuck. Like amazing performances. 
just great cinematography, flat. amazing scripts, and all this shit, dead flat because oh, that wow. music isn't behind them. Yeah, I mean, hell, you could even go to something as uh, I think populist as Jurassic Park. You take John Williams out of Jurassic Park, that movie doesn't work. No, the first time you see the dinosaurs, eh? But with that music, that's a majestic motherfucking dinosaur, right? The music is fucking half. The, that's half of the movie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you? Do, you don't have to. I mean, I do and I don't. So I have like favorites of things, and I, you know, I love. Like I have a favorite, and then I'm like, eh, it's it is, but it, you know, I you know I've adapted some to some other, you know, films and you know certain other music and i you know i go back and forth between uh-huh. what i love and hates but do you have like a do you have a go-to film or a favorite something that was like maybe somewhere in between the happy and the sad that's like perfect for what you like always watch oh wow and you're like you're like i can't go maybe a year without seeing this film because i forget Especially as we drink and we get older, we're like, you know, it's like that. This is the fucking reason that I like fell in love with anything because maybe this wow is what I need, you know. Wow. And you like keep watching it year after year. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what I need. I need that fucking right now. Yeah, there's a couple like that actually. Okay. Um, to uh, go a little more modern, for the example, sure. is Love Actually. Yes, that's a uh, my girlfriend watches it a lot, and I Sucker had to watch it that. with a butt. Yeah, every Love single year, great. We put on Love Actually for Christmas. Yep, yep, we do it as well. Yeah, good Christmas. Yep. Um, growing up though, uh, going back to mom and show tunes for two seconds, uh, it was Sound of Music. Sound of Music was a yearly Sound thing. Sound of Music because you got all excited and you sang with the kids and you were happy, and then you were scared because all the Nazis were coming, like right. legit scared as a kid. That the Nazis were going to win. And it gave you all those emotions that you sort of wanted to have and to be really moved by a piece. And then it was over and everybody's safe and everybody's happy. So you're cool. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. Cool. Have yeah. you ever seen Swing Kids? Oh, oh man. Yes. Yes. Now that's a fucking Nazi movie. That's a Nazi movie. Dude. Uh, that's one of my favorites of that. Oh, I'm going to clink into that. Man, I did not expect that to come Dude, out of your mouth. Swing Kids, man. It was one of my favorite World War, War, World War II music, Nazi fucking driven movies. And, Hell yes. Oh, it's it's such a fucking like. That cast, the clothes, oh my God, the, the cast. Damn good script. First, I don't first, care what anybody says. Oh, no, no. The first time I saw Christian Bale like do anything, and I was like, Dude, that guy's awesome. Right. And I saw it way before he became like fucking batman or any of that bullshit so wait 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 you didn't see newsies nope so somebody told me about that later <laughs> and i'll tell you what i still didn't see it okay they said you should watch the newsies and i'm like fuck christian bale's in the newsies and i was like yeah I watch it and i still have never seen it dude batman is a song and dance I, yeah I, and there you go from <laughs> who we're talking about before fucking going from fucking theater to film right like yeah yeah christian bale dude Perfect example. Song and dance. Yeah. Oh, Swing Kids was transformative for me. That was right at that time where I was not old enough to be any of those guys, but wanted to be all of them. Yes. I wanted to wear those clothes. I wanted to dance that dance. 
I was listening to music that all of my friends would thought was crazy uncool. Yeah. And I didn't care because I thought it just sounded really good. Fuck so Sweet yeah, Kids dude. comes out, it's like, that's all I'm playing, full time. Dude, Django Reinhardt, fucking yeah. doing it all day right yeah. now. Dude. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> swing. Swing. It don't mean a thing unless it ain't got that swing. Do what, do what, do what, do Like, that shit is awesome. So good. Oh my God. I can't. Like, that movie, like, fucking just launched me. And I was like, same, same as, like, you know, when I was, like, I'm into, like, you know, punk rock. I've always been into music. Like, okay. my, my parents have always been uh, classic rock, country, you know, uh, any kind of other rock and roll. Uh, some hip hop is always in there with, like, you know, some Beastie Boys, some okay. run, run DMC, like a lot of different stuff between friends and family that I've always been into music. But I've got myself into certain things by watching films like that because sure. it's such an, you know, it, even as, like, like, like it's supposed to be based in you know World War Two, you know, and I'm like I haven't heard you know Django Reinhardt or you know or any you know any of those like awesome fucking jazz blues players yeah, like yeah. you know from that and it's just like wow and what a fucking inspirational movie against fucking hate yeah since we were talking about Trump and all that bullshit yeah, yeah, with the yeah. Nazis and fuck Nazis dude like that movie like that is a Typical, like, watch that movie, you will not fucking believe in anything that 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 sucks that wants to take over in a dictatorship. Yeah, of any you'll sort. want to resist yeah. anything that's resist. gonna stop like, you from feeling that love and from feeling the camaraderie yeah. and feeling that everything could be all right if a bunch of separate people come together yeah. and believe in a thing. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you what you can't listen to. Yeah, right, like, motherfucker. Go ahead, tell me that. Tell yeah. me that shit. Walk through my door right now. God, it's I'll die classic for that. rebellion. How oh, could you dude. not be on board? God damn, it's classic rebellion. It's so fucking good. That's awesome. It's like the best fucking rebellion. It's uh, like, oh my god, it's like I am oh, so happy right now. Yeah, when you, swing fr- kids. when you, fr- oh dude, swing kids. It's yeah, fucking epic. Yeah, and I was like, I'm, I was like, oh, it, it popped in my head when people were like, you know, with the whole Nazi thing with the the, the Carolina, you know, South Carolina oh, or yeah. whatever, like, Charleston. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That that movie popped in my head. I'm like, if people haven't seen that movie, and it's the first time I saw Christian Bale act, and I saw it back then too. It was I think it was in the 90s that yeah, it yeah. came out, and I was like, this is power. Like, people need to see this. Yeah. Like, it, it's a cha- if if you it'll change the fucking way you think about anything because those guys. The best thing about that movie is people come and become Nazis. That aren't Nazis, yeah, and then vice versa, and they're best friends, and they come back. It's like it's such a mind fuck, such an epic feeling of all, right? Yep. You see how a couple of choices in your life takes you in such a dramatically different way than you think it will. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh no, 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 they're coming for somebody else. I'm cool. Yeah. You know, all right, that's not me. That's not related to me. Yeah. I'll, I'll be cool with you taking away those other people. Yeah. All of a sudden, one more choice, three more choices, four more choices. Why am I wearing all brown? Yeah, all of a Why sudden I got, got this little gross spider on, on my, my neck. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got a fucking flat, you on know, my, you know, my on arm. arm. Like yeah. a fat, I got a fucking, I'm a Nazi now. Like, yeah. like fucking, it's like, so what if I am? It's like, yeah. damn, Two that was powerful, dude. That was so good. Gross. Gross. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, do you have, do you have any other ones that like, like might stand out? Like films that you're just like, like, or performances or fallbacks of any, like, oh. I don't know. Damn. So I mean there's so that's many a to lovely, talk about. Yeah, that's there's a so many to talk lovely, about. Lovely yeah. large question. Yeah. 
I'm a, I'm a huge fan of film. You know, theater, yes, too, but... Actually, no, no, film, actually, I'm on board. So, yeah. Well, actually, okay, so actually we'll, we'll take it for Broadway because you like musicals. Let's, yeah. let's go in that direction. Let's, um, um, I, 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 I do like musicals. Uh, do you have a favorite musical movie, uh, film of all time? Besides, maybe besides Sound of Music? It's like picking your favorite beer. True. It's all your mood. Or a favorite. Or a, like, favorite. a favorite. There's no such thing There's as no a such favorite. Thing. Uh, I mean... In my opinion. that you Because okay. it's all based on mood. Definitely, it really is. Definitely You is. know, sometimes I'm in the mood for um, Chicago. Yep. Chicago, the movie musical. Totally. Look, as somebody who's done that show, I think there were some average to not okay singing in that movie. But I freaking loved it. It's a good ass fucking movie. It's a good ass fucking movie. Casted very well. And too. if you get over some of the singing, because you're the theater kid who knows that you can hit a note and somebody else can't, um, yeah, thoroughly enjoy that. Watch yeah. that kind of all the time. Hairspray is another one on that level Hairspray, for me. Great fucking, that great fucking movie version. I thought was really damn good. Yeah. Uh, Shaman and Whitman, who wrote that, I think just wrote themselves this gorgeous musical. And they put a bunch of very silly stuff on top of it on purpose. So you'd get into it. You'd be having a good time. And all of a sudden, boom, civil rights. Yeah. What you going to do? It's act two. You're already in. You're already in. You're suckered in. I, fucking suckered pull, in. I roped you in. Mother yeah. Man. You got you, it. You're yeah. rooting no, for the totally. good guy. The good guy's all of a sudden, man, civil oh, rights yeah. matter. All of a sudden, you're rooting for, of course, <clears throat> the right side of history. Yeah. By saying, you know, Motorbath Maybell uh, should win. Yeah. No, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so I'll, I'll say a, a favorite or a couple of favorites of mine. I love Moulin Rouge. Moulin oh, there Rouge you is go. amazing. There you go. I love Moulin Rouge. Oh, Baz Luhrmann. Uh, dude. That man awesome. is an absolute insane genius. Yeah. And I think just the way it was represented, and just like, I was like, oh my God. I was like, I, I was like, how do you not like this movie? Yeah. How do you not? There's so much good shit going on. You just fucking fall in love with every single scene. And at the time, I... I, um, I was like, what is this song? I was like, fucking Elton John. What? what? Are you Elton crazy? John? A Nirvana song? What are you fucking... Are you serious right now? You've got Owen McGregor. Yeah. Holy shit. He's yeah. singing the Who for a line. That's yeah, right? crazy. Oh, oh, my God. Dude, yeah. awesome. That Super is good. the best drug trip I've ever taken sober. Yeah. Is Moulin Rouge. Definitely. Yeah, definitely on that level. Yes, yeah. I agree one hundred percent. I love the whole Paris scene. Paris, I mean Paris. I've been to Paris, and it's such a romantic uh, vibe that Moulin Rouge gives you that you kind of don't get anywhere else. Even if you've been to wow. Paris and see wow. Paris, you know what I mean. It's just like a totally different trip when you're like watching it through that movie and yeah. through those eyes. And you know, going go there, come back, watch the movie, go you know, even before that, and you know, you're just like, fuck, dude, this movie's so good, <laughs> such a good musical. And as someone who has not been to Paris, it feels to me, you tell me, because again, I've not been. It also feels like it captures a lot of that beautiful ennui that the French are so famously classic for. Yes, it's like the love I can't have. Yes. is way more delicious than the love I can in the form of this movie. Oh, absolutely. She it has to die. Definitely. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. She has to she not has work to. out. It has to not work out. And it's... It's, it's, it's the it, beauty of the pain. It's so fucking French in that line. Yes. No, and that's <laughs> what... 
I mean that the city is like that. It's very, very much like that. I okay. mean, you you fall in love to have it want to be taken away from you because yeah. it's. And I thought it was a boost of New York City in a European way. It's like New York City, but with a hundred thousand times more history and yeah, yeah right, exactly. And uh, but but it's got a you know that whole. Um, um, mix of people. It's it's a melting pot of of totally. you know. So it's like the biggest cities, in my opinion, of the that that statue is Paris and New York City. They kind yeah. of like you know, okay, you know, and you know, you go to the Louvre and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, and, you know, you go to you know uh, Champs Elysees and it's like fuck, it's right there. It's fucking cool. It's fun. right. You know, and you're like I'm at a bar that was like fucking here and like. 1200 like yeah what, exactly you know, and you're like the cheesemonger is older than dude. my country yeah exactly <laughs> like this is cheese uh, like, oh my God. I, i've got to go so it's yeah it's very uh like that too and, and it's it's like a um it, it it is uh what do you say it's a it's a uh a fucking a stab in the heart it's it is yeah. that love that you want to die yeah in paris is ve- it's, it's very much like that that's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's. I'm fucking, glad to hear that. It's fucking good. It's cool as <laughs> That's shit. That's what dude. I want. Paris, out of my French. <laughs> yeah, I, I, even fr- France and just in general is awesome. But yeah. I've only been to Paris and then through there uh, to Belgium. Okay. So between uh, I took the same trip on that. I was like in Paris for a while. Yeah. Then went to to Belgium, uh, and then before that I went to uh, Ireland. But um, wow. But but the Paris Hell one. Of a trip. Yeah, I went to Paris the uh, next trip. Uh, with with a friend of mine was was actually really cool. Like Par or uh, Ireland was in Dublin, and I did a James Joyce tour. Nice of all this literature and fucking phenomenal stuff that was just like wow, dude, this fuck. I'm like yeah. I can't believe I'm like in the tower where James Joyce like shot a gun at his best friend. Like like you like you get like the, wow. you know the little fucking earbuds you get and you're like when you yeah, like, yeah, hear yeah. it and you're like oh it's so fucking cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's like bring yeah, it. Some of like the European stuff's awesome, but Moulin Rouge in Paris, like watch it. There before, you go. If you okay. go, if you go, watch it before you go, then go, then watch it when you return, and just fall in love with every single thing that you've just seen, came back from, and watched again, and you just fucking love it, dude. It's such a heartbreaking love that you just like want to die and cry, and everything that comes out of you loves. You know, yep. it's that fucking level, dude that ultra hyper reality that baz puts out so well uh strictly ballroom which is mm-hmm. nowhere near as popular but yeah. I, I think it's super brilliant brilliant ballroom dancing is not a thing i watch no nope. like i don't choose to put that on tv not at all man makes that amazing dude he makes it where i want to ballroom dance and i'm not a ballroom dancer yeah yeah he makes it he makes you want more to do exciting so- than the next sport you're gonna watch yeah you don't even give a fuck what I don't care what you say now. He's like, oh, you can go see fucking the newest band right now. And you're like, no, take me to ballroom dancing. Yeah, right? He makes that. Look he at that makes foxtrot, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> fucking foxtrot. <laughs> Uniform Charlie, bro. Come on. Oh, so good. You're um, killing me. I love it. <laughs> uh, I love, um, do you see nine? No. Oh. No, I, I, I didn't. Um, and that's, that's my own damn fault. I've got a thing against nine. 
I don't What's know. What's the thing? There are certain musicals that just hit me, and they hit me on the wrong day and the wrong note. It happens. Maybe I'm just chewing the wrong food when I listen to it. It's the most bizarre thing. Okay. And Nine is one of those. Really? There's a couple of amazing songs from it, but Nine is just not my show. So even if, you know, someone spends all that money to make a big movie musical, which should be immediately in my wheelhouse, that's who yeah, I am. Totally. That one I skipped. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And he yeah. like, is it a personal thing? No, nah, not really. Like, I mean, would I'm you just... see it if like oh, you said totally. him like, hey, absolutely, let's watch yeah. it. Yeah. Right now, we'll go, I, I've we'll just... go watch right now. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, Since right, it has come it. out, I've chosen every other entertainment but that. I'm not against it per se. I just yeah. Are you? Do you like Daniel Day Lewis as a actor or a fan? He's amazing. But I have to be in the mood. We were talking earlier about Ernest. Yes. He is sometimes too earnest. Sometimes. That man is so real and so into whatever he's doing that sometimes I find it almost oppressively uh, intense. You want to be like Robert De Niro and be like, hey, it's just acting. (laughs) We're only acting here, buddy. You don't have to take up cobblestoning to fucking be in this film. And he's like, but Daniel Day-Lewis is like, fuck you. Yes, I do. Yep. Because I'm that real. Yeah. But I think that makes that's the thing. It's like that's the passion. That's what makes him amazing. That's what makes you so amazing. But it is a bit oppressive at times. Yeah, no, for sure. It's yeah, like yeah, anybody yeah. that's good at anything. You I like you know when I watch YouTube videos and I'm like this little eleven year old fucking Japanese girls fucking wailing, <laughs> like fucking playing these solos that like blow your mind. Like I've been playing guitar for over twenty five years and this girl fucking kills me. Right. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you can go fuck yourself because you're the dominant being of all time. Good for you. That's yep. that's nice. I'm going to go ahead and step away from that. Yep. I'm going to go do what I can do. I'm doing what I can do because it's way worse than what you can do. And I'll quote Ner- uh, Kurt Cobain in the first song I ever heard from fucking Nirvana, which is, I'm worse at what I do best. And for that, I feel blessed because <laughs> I don't give a shit. Oh. <sighs> God, you is that know? the most 90s thing you've ever heard in your life or what? Oh, it is. It's the... Oh, man. Oh, it's, that it's, quote wears flannel as it says It that. wears flannel, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm depressed and, or not even depressed. Like, I'm just on against jocks and atti- attitudes. Like, Hell yeah, man. You know what I mean? Like, people that want to fucking hold you down and call you names for no fucking reason. Like, right? hey, fuck you, fatty. Or like, oh, fuck you, green hair. Or fuck you, you faggot for this and that. And you're like... Fuck yourself. I got some motherfuckers that I'm going to fuck you up, asshole. Like, right? I'm a, you know, and that's me. I got long hair, dye my hair. I'm a punk rocker, dude. I fucking, you know, fuck that shit. I'm going to take some jocks. I was playing volleyball in high school, and I walked through some jocks and like who, like, didn't want me to walk through there while they were playing. And he was like, yo, and he got in a fight with me. And I was like, fuck you, dude. I'll whoop your ass. You shut the fuck up. Like, wow. That's my attitude. He was like, well, fuck you. Yeah, I don't don't take that from you. I'm not going to take your shit. I do not accept that from you. You're a jock and I'm a punk, but I will fuck you up. So don't fucking talk to me like that, bitch. (laughs) Wow. So, wow. And that was like, that's kind of how that said. But, like, but, you know, but that quote, yeah, it's like, it's so, it speaks 90s and like, it speaks like depression, but it speaks like, I'm not going to take that shit. Yeah, it speaks for the, the yearning of something real, right? I, I, and, Please, I I speak from a, a place of ignorance because I love the wow. '80s, even though I'm a little too young. Hey, for I love them. I love the '80s, but as well. the '80s were this ultra glitz, 
Jane Fonda, cocaine, money, greed yep. is good, all this concept of yeah. these were our idols, right? These were the ones that we thought were so great. It was freaking power ballads and oh, dude, all yeah. my dudes had long hair and better makeup Always. than all my ladies and the tight spandex. And all of a sudden the 90s came along. It's like, what if I were a dude who played a guitar and I sang a song into a mic? Would you come listen? Yeah. And all of a sudden the world just loses its shit. Because it was so simple. It was so, so simple. simple. And punk rock was like, like we'd completely finally. forgotten. Yeah. It was like, finally, something as simple as like, and that, and that's the thing about when I was saying whether you listen to all the YouTube girls and they're playing Japanese 11 year old that's just fucking studying metal. Okay. And just doing these like concentrations with the guitar and all the flashiness and blah, blah, blah. Like fucking doing metal lit. Like, <laughs> and you're just like, I can't fucking play that. And they're like, Kirk Cobain was just like, and everyone was like, whoa, all right. Now yep. yeah, I'm on board, motherfucker. Yep. I'm going to take that shit. Fuck, yep. What? That's a song? Dude, it was probably the most epic thing I could imagine taking away something. Yeah. It took the you're, world. You're it like glam. Completely took over the, the world. The, it was almost like the 80s just ended right now. Yeah. It was like a cut. It was like a, not even a fade. It was a cut. Yeah. It was like, fuck you, done. That was done with a this pistol bitch. to the head, dead. Yeah. Totally done. Yeah. It was like, not even that reference, but yes. No. <laughs> sorry. Nope. No, not no, shotgun. Hey. Not shotgun. No. I said pistol. Still, not yeah, even, I didn't not mean even, to go there. No, you can go there. Who gives a fuck? But that's like, you know. That, yeah, that that was that was what it was. Yeah, it killed it. It, it killed, killed it. It, it shocked a whole shot it in nation head. and music into a realm of. Let me go back. Let me see what it's like just to play drums into a thing, and let me see yeah. what it's like to play uh, in a garage band. Let's be just be in a garage band. Yeah, I'm gonna be in a garage band. Yep. Be a punk band in a, in somebody's kitchen. Yep. Uh, somebody's living room. I don't. I don't have any place for a studio. And the more real I can be, the better. So the sloppier it sounds, the better. Yeah. I'm gonna run this through a shitty board. I'm gonna shit this through a shitty app. I'm good. Yep. The shittier, almost that it yep. sounds. The shittier, grittier. The we more can real I am. Fucking get yes. Which is its own problem, of course. Sometimes right? now, I mean, the now, logical end of that is that we all suck at it and that we make music. <laughs> Yes. And there's bands who did that. Oh, there's there's bands, bands who like, really laid well, into them. We horrible. all suck at everything. No, and there's a, I'm not okay with that. Well, there's, a, there's copycats, right? So you got you got some copycat motherfuckers who were like, I'm going to be next Nirvana, you know, or I'm going to be the next fucking Rolling Stones, or I'm going to be the next this yeah, and that, this always. and that. You're like... But it's like, dude... Oh, you just didn't have it. Sorry, dude. I don't you're know not what Dave it is. Grohl. You, yeah. you, you don't actually have talent. You're just whiny. Yeah, yeah you're just... <laughs> you're, you're shitty. And I don't, no offense, but that's uh, not what... I want, and I don't know, like, there was probably hundreds of bands that were local that came after Nirvana that people were just like, uh, I could probably get on board with some of that, and you're just like, no, you're not Nirvana, it's just not good. Like, yeah. You guys suck. Seattle, yeah. What's you know what's a good, uh, so there's, so the there's only one singer left of the Seattle sound. Wow. Do you know that? who it is? Who do you think it is? Oof. I don't know. Do you know? Man. No. Eddie Vedder. Oof. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Eddie I see v- that. Ed- Eddie Vedder is the only one left. So we got Kirk Cobain. Yeah. Dead. Chris Cornell now. Oh. Dead. Yeah. Super good singer. Yeah. He was awesome. Um, Lane Stanley. Staley. Mm. Lane Staley. From Allison Chains. Right. Dead. Uh, let's see who is that. The top five. Top four. I think that's the top. Okay. Four. Yeah. Yeah. 
Some big names. The Seattle Bigs are dead. The only one left is Pearl Jam, which is Eddie Vedder, and Eddie Vedder is awesome. Yeah, I mean, he's fucking great. Eddie's Eddie. Have you I, seen? I haven't seen any of the recent stuff. Have you seen though? Not recent, but have you seen Into the Wild? No. God damn it! You got to see Into the Wild. Into the Wild. Into the Wild. Okay. Emil Hirsch. Yeah, yeah, I know Emil. So, it's like it's. He goes to Alaska, and he like travels around. He gets rid of his social security card. He gets rid of wow everything to move to Alaska. And this is based on a real life story. Okay, the guy goes to Alaska, and he gets stuck in there on a bus. He finds a school bus in the middle of Alaska, in the middle of the fucking wilderness, nowhere, huh. and he starves to death. And it's the fucking greatest story, into the wild, almost of all time. To death. He starves to death. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, Spoiler it's, for it's, true story. It's an old, yeah, it's an older movie. Uh, Spoiler alert, but Holy yes. Holy crap. It is one of the most epic movies and life journey movies. If you're into life journey movies. Sure. That is a fucking movie wow. of life journey. And Eddie Vedder does the soundtrack. All right. And like, he has some ukulele shit. It's, oh my God, it's so fucking good, dude. All right. And Emil right. and Emil does that that kid. I think he's brilliant. I really do. He was awesome. I think he could have chosen a very easy commercial career, and he chose totally. not to. He just did. He look, picked really interesting projects. He did some great fucking shit, probably to his own detriment, cash wise. But what was that movie? I don't even know what he's doing he was now. In with uh, Alicia Cuthbert. Uh, oh, uh, Girl Next Door. Girl Next Door. That's it. Yeah. I think that's a brilliant movie. Timothy Elephant was the bad, like the yep. the the fucking the punk guy, the bad guy, like the drug dealer dude with the hair. Yeah, yeah. T- Timothy Elephant, dude, amazing I love that movie. It was great. The girl next door was awesome, partially because of her. But I think he was really so earnest, going way back to a couple of hours ago. He, I so bought into his life, yes, who he was as a kid. I'll go on this crazy adventure in the porn world for you, yeah, and believe it. And there's three. Emil Hirsch movies you need to see. Okay. And well, I'm throwing it out there to the world. Yeah. Maybe to you. Alrighty. If you, you've already seen Girl Next Door. Yep. Great. Uh, Into the Wild. Okay. And Lords of Dogtown. Also missed that. Lords of Dogtown skateboarding. Okay. So it's the beginning of skateboarding in that 70s vibe. Right. And Heath Ledger's in it. And Heath Ledger is fucking awesome. And there's a scene in there with Heath Ledger and fucking... Uh, um, Mitch Hedberg. Oh wow! And it's like the dead are talking to each other, and you're just like, "What? Wow. It blows my fucking mind right now that you two guys are dead and you yeah. f- you're fucking talking to each other." It's like, dude, it's fucking polyurethane. It grips on fucking walls, dude, and he wow. like spins the fucking you know, dude. It's you got to see those two movies. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are epic movies. Yeah. Now that you say it, I remember the trailer for uh, Lords of Dogtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a great There's fucking some, movie. Uh, pool skating. Yep, a lot of yep. pool skating. Yep. It's a teenager movie for sure, but yep. it's a rebellion against the system, and it's the invention of kind of. I mean, it was a new a new thing for everybody for skateboarding, and like I skateboarded a little bit, but it's like okay, uh, not not very well, but uh, people took it way before me to that next level, and yeah. I was just like. Wow, like the shit that people can do on boards is like you know. Besides Tony Hawk, it's like 
Oh. Holy fuck, dude. Like, Mind-boggling. Yeah. Mind-boggling. It's a ballet on fucking wheel, four yeah. wheels. So you're, you're, it's fucking crazy. You shouldn't be able to spin four times and flip upside down three times and then and land. land it. Like, no, you should be breaking your shit. These that motherfuckers, should be humanly impossible. They perfect that. It's kind of what I like about humans. They perfect things that you're just like, thank you for blowing my mind. Sure, sure. Right? But only did it because they are so on board with failure. Mm. There is not a skateboarder alive who hasn't failed a billion times at their favorite trick. Well, that people have like, yeah, I broke my pelvis doing that. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I don't want to. It's not like that. they worked out and their that. muscles are strong or that no, they're brilliant. No, no. It's that they failed a million times. That's and why it's a million sport. and one. They nailed it. And yeah. You watched them nail it that one time. Yeah. And that's why it's a sport because those motherfuckers perfect that shit and they break bones and skateboarders and people of extreme sports like BMXing and all that stuff need to be recognized because that shit is pure talent. It's fucking... Well, again, I say it's not pure talent. That's that's kind of my point. I think you have to have some innate desire for sure. And oh, you, you have, have to have be a good balance. You have to be fucking uh, but I think it's evil your, Knievel. You it's have your, to be. It's your rehearsal. It's your inability to accept failure that makes you who you are as one of those stars. It's true. You do it over and over and over yep. and over to the point to where everyone else would give up. Yep. It's like, well, I guess I can't do that. And no. some there's not built in no. to those people to no. say, I can't do it. Nope. You're like, so I'm you just keep failing, keep failing, keep failing. You learn every time. You fail till you succeed. And then you get it. Yeah, and you're like, boom, I learned how to do that. Yeah. Skill number one, check off my motherfucking bucket list. Yeah. I'm doing that. That's what I do. That's what I do. Man, it is... Yeah. The older I get, and I'm not that old yet, the older I get, the more I am shocked at people who are afraid to fail. Like, that is an end state. Like, one failure is an end state to what I have tried. No. That blows my mind. There's a lot of people like that who are just afraid to fail. Like, how do you get good at anything if you don't fail at it over and over and over? That's what I want to know. I'm like, I failed at everything. All, yeah, everything. Everything I've ever tried. Everything I was ever terrible tried, I at the first time I tried it. Yeah, first time. Even the second time. Even yeah. the fucking last time I tried, I was like, I'm still. I'm yeah. a shit. I'm a shitty guitar still get player. Better. My my brother's a better guitar player than me, and I taught him. I taught that motherfucker how to play, and he's nice. way better than I am. I'm like, god damn it. You know why? Because he learned everything from me and accelerated faster than me. Oh, nice. That's okay. how we did it. Okay. That's how we did it. He wouldn't have learned anything if I wouldn't have showed him shit. I'm yeah. like, no, no, no. Take those chords. Reverse them, dude. Do backwards. Oh, okay. Do backwards. Okay. And I'm not giving myself credit. I'm giving him credit because he's such a fast learner. My brother's awesome at shit. He picks up the music things like fucking nobody believes. That's and awesome. I, but I'm just like, you motherfucker. Like, nobody showed me how to do that. It was just kind of like, here, play this little string. Do, do, do. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do with this. Like, I got to fucking be, I got to play chords and I got to fucking... You know, do something that nobody does, like, whatever. Uh-huh. And I'm like, so I taught myself a lot of shit. Okay. And I'd show my brother how to do shit, and he's fucking way better than I am. Well, there you are. I'm playing fucking 10 years longer than him, if not more, 15 years longer than him. So it's kind of one of those things. Yep. You know, it's like... Just keep failing at it. Yeah, fail, dude, because yeah. even if you're good, somebody's going to be better than you. Always. <laughs> and Always. Don't don't fret, and don't be, you know, don't don't don't... Put yourself down because you're good too. You get, At least you're doing it. Yeah, you're doing it. That that is already yeah. one version yeah. of winning. YouTube shows you how much you suck 
Oh, yeah. Real quick. At everything. Singing, guitar playing, musical instruments, farting out of a balloon. Uh-huh. It's the best and the worst of all worlds. Dude, it is. You're like, we can go right to the top of the world instantly it. and then judge ourselves. But thankfully, there's also, you know, 105 ladies who are playing ukulele on YouTube right. who can't play, who can't sing. That gives me a little bit of faith. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. All right. <laughs> I'm down that you tried, and I'm, I, I, I applaud you for putting that in the world because you took a risk and you attempted something. And even if you failed, you learned. Yeah. You grow. You change. That's the thing. Growing, learning, um, it's the biggest thing you can do. And oh, don't be yeah. afraid to fail. Yeah. Because yeah. you'll never be anything if you don't fucking try it and keep failing at it. Because the best people have failed numerous of times of just doing shit. Everyone. Right? Everyone, Everyone who's good at something yeah. has failed at it. A hundred times. The at least only people who haven't failed are the people who don't try, and I don't really have time for that. Mm-hmm. I misquote it constantly. Uh, uh, but one of my ain't favorite quotes got time for that. <laughs> is uh, from Adventure Time. Um, oh, okay. And again, I, I never say it exactly right, but the first step to being sort of okay at something is sucking at it. And I'm a big believer. Yes. Big believer. You can't get good at things when you try it once. No. And I feel bad for you if you do, to be honest, because you learned the wrong lesson. You learned the wrong lesson. The first person who auditions, they get the lead role and they sort of hit all the notes and they do okay. You just learned the worst lesson you could learn. Ever. You're fucking terrible at learning lessons. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. All right. Well, let's crack this last beer. Let's do, do it. One more. Let's do it. Uh, we've probably got about 20 minutes left. I think we're good. Okay. So yeah, let's do we one got one it. Uh... So what's next on the docket? Let's do the... The hop concept. Oh, yeah. Bring on those hops. Yeah, let's do the hop concept uh, hop freshener series. Describe that label for me because I love it. This is the piney, the oldest air freshener in your car (laughs) in a hop orange sense. Yeah. It's citrus and piney. It's 8.5. Okay. We're going up a notch right now. All right, bring it. Which we're pretty, we're toasted right now. I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy. We're getting love. We're fucking getting love right now. (laughs) Um, This is, I'm going to show the, well, I should have showed all the labels, but I'm going to show this one to the the pod on the live version. Yeah, man. Imagine that hanging from the car mirror. That's what you need right now. That is a beautiful pine freshener of hops. It's a pine. If I could have that, I would hang that shit from my car. I'm over the. I got a friend. I had a friend in high school. Punk rock, Nirvana is fuck is how I I became friends with them. I was playing okay. basket. I was playing basketball one time, and I and I was singing a song, and he was the brother of a friend that I was with, who was playing basketball. He had long hair, punk rock dude. Okay, whatever, hippie, punk rock dude. Hippie punk rock. Yeah, I like it. Long I hair, it. long hair, punk rock, but like still like you know, you know, still air freshener. So he wore an air he wore an air freshener around his neck. No, he did not for like deodorant, as like you would hang it in your car. He like wore it instead ra- of yeah, instead of he wore it around his neck in high school. And it was awesome as fuck, dude. It was fucking punk rock. I'm like that's punk rock as punk rock can get. Yeah. Like, you wear an air freshener around your neck in high school, like you're signaled fuck out, dude. This kid was, I mean, I, I love this guy for um, stepping me out of my boundaries nice. of opening up to what the fuck yeah. I cared about. And I yeah. was like, 
You want an air freshener on your neck that belongs in like my mom's car? Like, here's dude, who I am as a human. Yeah, I'm like you're fucking awesome, dude. Like, I don't give a fuck. They think you're funny. Yeah, you know. So, I met I met him singing a Nirvana song during basketball, and I was I was singing uh, "Blue" by in uh, off the first album, in, uh, "Bleach," and he was like, "Dude, you know that song?" I was like, "I'm singing it, right?" Yeah. He's like. Dude, you're my new best friend. And I was like, dude, we became we became, became best friends right off the bat. That's amazing. I was like, just by singing that song. Yeah. And he, um, it was one of the, he like wore an air fresh. And I was like, dude, what the? <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing, man? He's like, dude, fuck you. And I was like, I don't give a shit. And I was like, Thank yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit either. And he like, he helped me build my outgoing personality of like, I'm gonna dye my hair, I'm gonna wear long hair, or I had long hair for a long time, but before that, I was like. I'm gonna dye my hair, do whatever the fuck I want, wear yep. two, two different socks during whatever thing, and whatever the oh, fuck yeah, I want to do. And yeah, well, dude, I'll do it. Doing it right now. That's uh, one. Hells yeah. That's two. Yes. Ah uh, <laughs> oh, man, we're on the same level. God, oh, we got to cheers to that. I like you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got to cheers to that. Her, I'm pour my beer, but yeah, that's good clink. Um, <laughs> fuck yeah. But he was such a he opened my mind to possibilities of not giving fucks about anything. And I thought that was the coolest thing because I learned that I don't give fucks. Yeah. But he showed me what it was like to not give fucks. You know, people can say it yeah. all day, like on Instagram, Facebook, like, I don't give fucks. And they post a bunch of shit and you're like, mm, I think you do yeah. actually give fucks. You're kind of the same as everyone. Yeah. He was the person that showed me that I don't give fucks. And I yeah. wore an air freshener and I don't give a fuck what you say. And he was the only person. There's one person in the high school. Out of like a thousand people who wore a fucking air freshener. Yeah. It was him. Yeah. 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 I'm like, dude, really? I'm like, I fucking love you, dude. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> and he was a great friend of mine. He was really cool. That's so amazing. I learned that from him. And, and this reminded me of that story. That's why I, That's you know, awesome. kind of, kind of had that thing. So this is the, the hop concept, the hop freshener series, the citrus and piney 8.5. Yeah. Yeah. And this is in California for sure, but I don't. Remember where yeah, yeah. Who's the brewery here? It's Hop Concept. Hop Concept mm-hmm. is the brewery? Yeah, the Hop Concept. Oh. Um, I, f- I don't... I'm always fucking... Yeah, I don't I get know. lost somewhere they're brewed from. They're somewhere in California. Okay, I believe it. Yeah. They're usually on tap at Ale Arsenal. They have like a nice couple of solid beers on there, and you're just like, oh, damn. That's yeah, yeah. fucking good. They have some good stuff. So, no question. Yeah. Recognize yeah. it by the label alone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, there some more too, but... and what was Air Freshener's name? Um, uh, Jay. Jay. To yeah. Jay. To Jay. Yeah. Because you're Air Freshener King. Hell yeah. Yeah. Teach us how to be us. Teach you how you be yourself. It's such a freeing concept. It really is. So I was um, the opposite end of punk rock growing up. I was a rule-following clean sweet guy who got along with parents that's who i was okay but what that meant was that i didn't get along with any kids yeah or at least not not, totally. not terribly well because i'm sitting here i'm listening to frank sinatra and harry connick jr and all this sort of jazz when i was 10 and 11 and that was to date me about the time that everyone thought that all of a sudden it was very cool to wear giant parachute pants and not touch that 
We had some of those, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So all of a sudden, it was this very weird version where I was trying to put Harry Connick up against people's love of Vanilla Ice. And I was trying to have that conversation of, yeah. this is what I think music is, and that's what you think music is, and I'm not trying to hate on what you like. That's kind of fun, too, but this is what I think music is. So in the most unpunk rock of ways, was trying to still somewhat stay true to me by saying, hey, look, the When Harry Met Sally soundtrack is the <laughs> album of my 10-year-old life. <laughs> and like, no. No, Scott. No. Yeah. No. You, uh, that's, no. <laughs> Not a single person got on board. You can't hang out with us. No. And I don't know why, but no. No. <laughs> that was my version of the air freshener. <laughs> Understood. No, I understand. Um, did you, was that, was that your high school, like, like did you were like in a group or like you know oh i found my niche and my niche was uh, not terribly different than the niche i've got now um which i guess means i'm on brand for who i am yeah people no, care about shit i found my D D kids i found my theater kids totally and that was 100 percent my circle yeah yeah you either rolled dice or you learned lines and i was your buddy yeah yeah uh, there was you know, a couple of the beautiful stragglers who didn't care which clique you were in. Yeah. And just like, I like you as a human who would come in. Right. But for sure, it was the D&D or the theater kids that were, nice. uh, yeah, totally. that were my realm. My uncle was super into D&D and he got us and he made this uh, wrestling game. Okay. From the WW, like the WWF. Yeah, at the incor- time. And yeah. he incorporated all this dice into it. Okay. And God, dude, I thought it was in the late and I was in the very early 90s. Okay. And if he would have patented this game, it would have took off as a board game. It's no question. Fu- I remember right I now. It. Right now, we could play it right now with dice and two pieces of paper. Wow. It's the fucking coolest game. And he made it. And I was like, damn, dude. Like, that's epic for what you did. And I learned a lot of D&D stuff and a lot of... I played... Um, you ever play this game, Heroes Quest? Oh, yeah. Heroes Quest is great. Oh, yeah. Great game. I played that game as like a 12-year-old, and he like showed me those games. And the the way that he took the WWF World, you know, the Federation to wow. board games, because he was such a nerd, I like learned that. I like I learned that from him, and I was like, fucking it's awesome. Oh, I can imagine it right yeah, now. Yeah, I love that shit. Little Andre like, the Giant rolling, natural 20, yeah. pick up Hulk Hogan, break him over your exactly knee. Exactly what it was. It was like, it was like three, it was like, you get three dice or four dice, and you're like, yeah. you got to roll this one for the finishing move. And you're like, you're like, oh, it's a whip to the ropes. And you whip them to the ropes. You're like, oh my god, it's fucking roll down. And you're like, it's a two. What's a two? Oh, I got clothesline. Oh fuck. no, yeah, it's like a sunset flip. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> fuck, dude. Oh my god, it's the best. It was. Uh, we played that in a story. Yeah, we played that so many. I count. We would and we get. He would. He had. He had like a booklet of like. Of like WWC, oh like Bob Backlund and fucking, you know Ric Flair and fucking, wow. you know the ultimate, you know the Woo. ultimate warrior and England. oh the so ultimate many, warrior, so many, so many old school, new school wrestlers and we yeah. just have these cards and we like, all right, so it's me and you versus like, you know Jay and and this other guy and you guys are in the championship because you won the last bout and it was fucking epic, dude. We played Love that it. so Love it. long. So many times, dude, we were like from from a, like a ten or eleven till like 
13. It was fucking cool as shit. That's amazing. Yeah, it was the best. He was like the coolest guy. Totally. And like our babysitter, and we were like, dude, we're playing epic board games with like one of the biggest nerds. And he came up with that game, and we're like, it's our fucking favorite game. Dig if, it. If it was a real board game, it couldn't be any better. Yeah. It was fucking cool. I got to say, as many dice games as I've played, I don't know that I've played a wrestling one. It might not be too late. <laughs> dude, he should patent it. Yeah, right? I want to tell him right now on Facebook. I'm like, dude, you need to patent that game Especially right now. Especially in the world of Amazon, man. It's never too you, late. You could get that out there dude, right now. Just make it. Get that into the right world. He it, he, like, he was the big, like, like uh, he was the biggest nerd for that thing. Love and it. I was like, if I couldn't remember that from like, 20 years ago seriously if not longer it made an impact it made an impact on my life yeah and if nobody else has played that fucking game that game would be you'd be a fucking millionaire dude i i, I hands down i guarantee fucking to you this is the power of games i guarantee it yep he'd be a fucking billionaire like any other beautiful piece of media yeah a good book you've read will last 30 years 80 years your entire life yeah i think good album will do the same thing dude, good I, movie no reason a good game cannot do the exact same thing. Dude, I never I never played a game like this game that is still not relevant to what people care about. People love he like he's he's the kind of kind of like on Facebook posts like Ric Flair back in the eighties of like a quote like, Woo! I'm on this <laughs> fucking trip and I'm doing this and woo and you're like, Oh my god like fuck yeah, like totally. he's, he's posting those videos. Yeah. I'm like, dude, wow. Your game would fucking kill right now because Hell so yeah. many people, so many, love that fucking oh god thing. and the nostalgia drift the of nostalgia. the years that we're in now. Dude. Whatever we call the twenty teens, dude, you would people f- are so into it. You would fucking rake it in, dude. You, and I've never played a game like that. And it was nerd versus like a jock thing, and it was perfect. Yeah, perfect. Dig it. Totally. I've never dig played it. the best game of my life. Totally dig it. A board game. It's a fucking board game. Yeah, I believe that's it. how cool you can get into it. Semi-related, I think that's one of the things that uh, I personally enjoyed so much about this Stranger Things show on Netflix, mm. which has come back for season two. Is I feel the biggest star of season one of Stranger Things was D and D. Yes, people didn't talk about it because no. you know all these great kid actors who are doing so well. This Eleven is super cool. It was D and D. They were playing D&D. Demogorgon was the bad guy. They were rolling yeah. dice. They were telling this new Netflix audience, this is what it was like to be a kid in the era, but this is also awesome. We Dude, made a it. whole show about it, and oh you didn't God. even realize that you just watched a whole D&D platform. God, how fucking game. cool it was. Yeah. It. Dude, my God. I was like, this is the best show. Of, I'm like, so ready for the next season. Even even when you heard like the first intro, like it was like a Stephen King yes. f- like font. A Stephen King font and, and melody that and came at your right face. Music. Like, dun, dun, dun. I was like, oh my, I was like, dude, that's the '80s right there. Sold, sold. I'm sold. '80s are my favorite genre, dude. You got to do nostalgia I'm right. Sure area, yeah. Oh yeah, you have to. Oh, there's ways to do it wrong. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah, definitely wrong. I don't know what it is at the moment of wrong. But oh, I'll, I'll give you a hundred thousand yeah. examples if you want. Yeah, no, pixels. Di- the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pixels no, 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 is an affront to everything I Adam ever Sa- Adam loved. Sandler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Adams, I'm, I'm not an apologist, but he's got some moments. Pixels was an affront to mm-hmm. everything I love. Battleship, the movie. Are you fucking kidding me? You made a storyline <clears throat> out of Battleship. Don't ever see it. This is terrible. Okay. 
So there's all these people trying to take nostalgia for nostalgia's sake. Right. And then make, you it know, into something. make your money off it. Yeah. Stranger Things said, we know what this is because we are that kid. We were that kid. We yeah. love this shit. Yeah. What That's if we present you a story. thing that you love? Much like um, Ernest Klein, who wrote Ready Player One. Right. The best 80s reference of all time is yeah. Ready Player One. I totally I love it. Totally. because it's Ernest. The yeah. dude knew every reference he made. You fucking have to. He's talking about Rush. He's talking about uh, Spielberg. He's talking about John Williams. He's talking about Lucas. You have to fucking know that shit. Yeah, otherwise it comes across as you're a you're fake. rich old white guy who's making reference because you think I'll pay money for it. You're fake. No one wants to hear a fake motherfucker talk about shit. Yeah. Talking about shit is awesome. Hello, Michael if... Bay and Transformers. Ah, uh, yeah. I think it's a fucking tasteless cash-in. It's not. It's just, it's just... Explosions are fun. Pretty people are fun. But that's a terrible cash-in. Yeah, I don't like it. The 80s watched... cartoon is still better than any Transformers Anything movie they've ever made. Any fucking thing. Even the dinosaur the dinosaur Transformers ones that they had. The yes, T-Rex version yes. is fucking better than that fucking piece of shit. <laughs> like, that's how much I watch Transformers. Yeah, like, fuck yeah. Like, fuck man. you. Good fuck man. that shit, dude. I don't need that. Fuck fucking... that. No, 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 no. Yeah, he's just cashing on on fucking explosions and fucking visual effects. And it's like, yeah, I get it. But it's like, at the same time, you're lacking. Yeah. You're lacking. Yeah. You're reaching. You're reaching, dude. You're reaching for something that's just not and ab- I don't it's mean... above and beyond your you need to be that kid and you're not that kid. Well, at least just tell the story with some realness. Right. You're not that kid. I will totally buy that this semi truck can turn into a robot if you do it with a little bit of earnestness. For sure. There's no earnestness in that. No. It's just special effects and a lady in a short skirt. <laughs> well, yeah. Fucking Megan Fox and casting that and he's like but yeah it's just uh not as not as earnest as you know something that was done very well and it's hard to find those things hard to find something that like stranger things that was really fucking good all right you know while we're on this trip for nostalgia stop me when this gets boring hey no never not with me did you like the revamp of Voltron. I didn't see it. Do you, Did you like Voltron as a kid? So as a kid, yeah. I actually had, when I was four years old, Oh, I had the tall metal figures oh. with the lions that were solid fucking metal. Hell yes. Actual they were metal. metal. Hard edge metal. metal. I had those. They would those. cut you. Yes. <laughs> I watched the show. I had it. My mom bought oh. it for me. I never, It was like a fucking giant... You know, when you put them together, it was... I, was I like, knew oh, I liked you. fucking dude. Yes. Voltron was the shit, dude. I had it. I didn't see the revamp. I saw Power Rangers, and I was close. Okay. You know, as a... as a, It was like 90s, I think, Power Rangers came out. Yeah. And I was like, this is Voltron. Yeah. And I, and I was like, uh... Oh, oh, okay, it's different. And I was like, I'll check it out. And then my, my brothers and sisters watched... Power Rangers, and I was like, you guys don't know about fucking Voltron, dude. I was going to say, I was Voltron. a few years off from Power Rangers. Yeah. L- little little miss my era. I uh, still miss my era, and I was like, and you're probably 10 years, uh, uh, how old are you? I'll be 40 in March. So you're actually right on my age. So okay. I'm 37. Okay, so there I'll we be, are. Yeah, so I'll be uh, 38 in June. Yeah, okay. Next year okay. around. So okay. yeah, 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 totally. We're close. Eh? So we're we're pretty close. Yeah. We're not too far off. But uh but yeah, so it was my brothers and sisters age of 
Power Rangers, and yeah. I was Voltron. I was like, you guys didn't fucking see Voltron, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I still don't probably don't know fucking Voltron. The way they know Power Rangers. So Voltron came back via Netflix. Uh, and this team came in. They said, hey, look, we know Voltron. We're going to remake it. We're going to make it better. And, you know, I'm super curious. It's like, how do you hey, take... How do you not be curious on that level? Yeah. How do you take this Japanese concept of the giant robot defeats giant bad guy, mm-hmm. and you do it at the end of every episode, and it's the same damn story every episode. How do you make that better? Yeah. I look you in the eye, and I tell you that I think it is the best reboot of an IP I've ever seen in my life. Really? Because when you go back and watch the original Voltron, it's a little tough as an adult, and of that's course. fair. Hey, anything is like that. But you go back and you watch these new ones that they've made. They're telling stories. They've got all the cats. They've got the Voltron. Uh, there's slight references to all form the head. All the things they have to have to make it Voltron. Mm-hmm. But they're telling a great story. That's good. In the vein that yes. you would tell it in that era. Yes. Big high adventure. The big drama that I remember. The interpersonal yep. relationships I remember. Cool. That actually weren't in the original show at all. Really? I just believe they were because I was a kid. Like there exactly. was a couple of lines of dialogue. Yeah, and yeah. I thought you're like, that, I don't remember. Look at that deep yeah. relationship. That was yeah. amazing. It's like you're watching He-Man. You're like, oh, exactly, oh, right? He-Man Cringer. It's kind of weird. But whatever. Yeah. So they're going on to season three pretty soon of the new Voltron. Mm. I highly, I gotta watch I gotta watch the first highly one. Highly recommend. God damn! All right, was on Netflix. You sit down, yeah, yeah. All right, you sit down there it. with yeah. a beer, or you took up a bit. I swear to God, oh, dude, I gotta watch it. it. I gotta watch it. Yeah. yeah. Damn. All right. Cool. <laughs> Fuck, man. I didn't even know it was out. I didn't know any of that. Oh stuff yeah, came two out. seasons are out. Fucking Voltron. Well worth Fucking it. Fucking hell. Well worth it. Damn. Nostalgia trip done right. Yes, I need a nostalgia trip done right. Just like Stranger <laughs> Things, dude. I. Yeah, that's man. what I needed. I needed that fucking. I needed that nostalgia needed it you haven't you don't even know how many times you need it and you're just like uh all right it's true it needs to be fucking in my blood i need to have it <laughs> i need nostalgia nostalgia is some of the best things that like you can be, like, take a trip down memory lane and if it's done right you're like yeah you yeah. you've you've tackled it yeah remind you who you are but yeah definitely all right pretty cool yeah yeah well actually we can um i think we'll probably uh, we'll take a break Actually, I'll, t- I'll keep talking until you come back. We'll do a little pee break for for Joey. I'll come back. Um, I got a. I didn't even use any of my actual fucking uh, my sound effects. So let's wake us up here and fucking. Over the head! Yep. This air freshener one was pretty good though. This uh, hop fresher series, the citrus piney, um, from the hop concept. I thought it was actually really good, and I don't really like piney beers, because piney beers, I have some piney stuff, and I'm just like, it reminds me of the gin that we were fucking talking about, and I was like, I'm not really a fan of the gin, and it reminds me of that, it's like tree sap, that pineyness, and I'm just like, it fucking tosses me back, and I'm just like, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. It's not my, it's not my thing, but this one... Got the citrus with the piney, and it actually blends very well. So hats off to the Hop Concept for uh, providing a fucking killer, funny label that reminded me of a bunch of shit, and actually producing more so a fucking better beer. So I gotta say that uh, hats off to you, Hop Concept, for creating 
and are making a fucking awesome beer. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that one lasts for a while. <laughs> Damn kill, right. It's how I kill time. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. This has yeah. con- hop concept. Hop concept. Damn good. good. Damn good. I, like I said, it was it was it was very the citrus and the piney just mixed well. It was a very good balance. Yep. I didn't think it was overdone or underdone or you know anything nope. like that. And I I was I was like saying that it's a good drinking IPA. That the the fucking the pineiness reminds me of gin, and I you know mm, I don't like you don't gin, like some gin, but some of these I'm like cool, fucking like it. You've bal- you've balanced it to where I like the piney with the gin, so. Nice. Maybe if I keep revisiting gin, I'll like it. I I feel like you should revisit everything every now and then. Here, here. I also think it's a mistake to call gin one thing. No, it's not one There's thing. There's a yeah, big variance, totally. right? Yeah, totally. I mean, you can get yourself yeah. some old Tom overproof classic English. Good and green. that is nothing like the juniper that you would get from the Junipacera from uh, Anchor, which is a super floral, easy drinking, low heat... A delicious gin. So, yeah, <laughs> there totally. you go. Yeah, gin is a, yeah. a not as wide a range as anything like beer or wine. Don't be crazy, but there's some levels. There's levels. Yeah, there's some you can like, some you cannot. Yep, and I, I agree. There's you get you, get, you just can't just say, you know, all of one liquor yeah, on one. Yeah, no. Now that being said, I've done the same thing. Because everybody on the planet has a tequila story. Of course. And I won't tell you mine other than I have one. And I swore off all of tequila for the longest time. And somebody sent me down and said, Joey, sit down before you hurt yourself. Here's an actual bottle of tequila. This is what this tastes like. They handed me this most delicious, smooth, oh, delicate, amazing thing. It's like, yeah. what is this? They're all, it's tequila. It's like, no, it's not. Tequila is a thing that comes out of a cheap Cuervo bottle and it costs you a couple of dollars and right? it makes you feel gross. <laughs> They're like, no, this is actually tequila. Right. Good stuff I will drink. Some bad tequila to this day takes me back to that bad story. Understood. I'm not a big tequila guy either, but I will yeah. drink it. It reminds me, and this is not even a big story, it just reminds me of Band-Aids. <laughs> I don't even know why. It just reminds me of Band-Aids. I smell it. I drink yep. it. I'm like, sure. I would put a Band-Aid on. Why not? I don't know why, but I just it's fucking it's embedded <laughs> in my mind. It's embedded in me. I'm like, Band-Aids. Every time I hear tequila, drink wow. tequila, I'm like, Band-Aids. 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 <laughs> yep, Band-Aids. I don't know what the smell, the taste, fuck, suck, fucking sure. reminds me of no, Band-Aids. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. The bad stuff, bad stuff is bad. Yeah, I don't know why, but but I still will. I'll still drink it. I'll still drink it. I was, Even the it, bad stuff? Yeah. Even yeah. that stuff, I'm like, it's like, oh, we got some tequila. I'm like, oh, band-aids. And I'm like, oh, all right. <sighs> fucking pull me a shot. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. I'll do it. Fine, I'll do it. All right. Adventure time. And yeah, adventure time. Hit it. Man, man up. Or just, yeah. Uh, you taste death. You taste death. You live life. That's it. That's it. Anything you're, anytime you're scared to do something or say something, just, you should probably do it. You should probably do it. It's time to be like, you know, to taste death, you live life. Just fucking do it. 
human beings are so scared of the very vague what if. Mm-hmm. Worst case we're all what ifs. Not so bad. Oh, yeah. We're all what ifs. What ifs is like fucking. The worst yeah. case is almost never as bad as you think it is. Well, the worst case is you could dead. You were dead. You're dead. Well, that's a pretty bad worst case. That's the worst case. Worst Drinking case. Drinking tequila, that's probably not your bad worst case. You could die. Definitely. I mean, if you drank the whole bottle, maybe, and jumped off a building, yeah, you're yeah. probably going to die. Totally. <laughs> it could totally happen. Drink a bad tequila, you're going to get a little sick. Yeah. That sucks, but it you're going to do it. But you, you probably, 95%, you're going to survive. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to learn. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> um. Well, we got, let's see here. Let's, uh, let's pour a little bit more, All right. and we can finish this bottle. Yeah, let's kill this thing. Let's kill this bad boy. I like that that seems to be easy. Yeah, it's delicious. It seems to be the overarching theme for the the discussion tonight is maybe you should just try it. Go ahead yeah, and fail. Yeah, I like that. I like Go that. ahead and fail. That's fine. Should I should I uh should I uh caption the podcast as just try it? I love it. I love yeah? it. Yeah. What do you think? I'd be proud if that was part of my legacy. All right. <laughs> just try it's gonna be, it. It's going to be episode 25 of Joey McDaniel, just try it. Oh, wow. Nice. 25. Well done. I think it's 25, yeah. Yeah, nice. A quarter of a century of doing podcasts. Yeah, yeah man. That's just just a lot it. of scheduling. Well done. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, um, no, it's... I, I I never try to, like... I, I, like, listen to some shit, and I'm like, I need a title. I'm like, all right. Uh, that's a good blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right. Well, all right do this and i like add it and i'm like well, that's probably not what i thought maybe that should have been but <laughs> okay so you know yeah it's like it could be like you know one of the last ones with chris like wet dreams and it was only because he's told a story with wet dreams and it just came out because he was like way into his 20s and he's like i just had a wet dream the other night i was like what <laughs> yeah exactly that's what i was saying it's like, what the fuck? I was like, you I'm, still do that? Yeah, I was like, I haven't had a wet dream since fucking, God, what year is it? Shit's fucking 80s? No, 90s? Yeah, at least <laughs> yeah, early Yeah, how old 90s. do you want to be right now? Yeah, <laughs> at least the the mid-90s when I had a wet dream, you know? That's, that's, that's you know, far-fetched. But he was like, no, I just had one the other night. I was like, you're de- you're being you're deprived, bro. I, I dude. Something's going on. I don't know what what's going on with you, but you you missed the you missed the boat. <laughs> yeah. So that was that sometimes was, they name yeah. themselves. I was like, yeah, I was like, all right, it's on that. So, uh, so but but if we were talking and we were like, we should name the podcast this, and I was like, yeah, let's, let's name it that. Dig it. What's your name? Dig it. Um, uh, let's see. So just try it. Just I like try that. It. That's all right. Joey McDaniels. Just try it. Man. Just fucking try it. Oh, I like them both together. That's pretty nice. Joey McDaniel. Just try it. Just try it. Just <laughs> you like, might like some Joey yeah. in your life. There's some Joey in your life. Get some Joey in your life. You might like it. So just try it. <laughs> totally. Love it. Guy. I see the ad totally. campaign right now. Right now. <laughs> it's the best fucking campaign of all time. I dig it. <laughs> um... All right, so I guess we'll come to the conclusion of okay. anything you want to throw out into the world or you want to like put out there as Joey or fucking whoever you want to be and or just Yeah, I mean, whatever. you can hit me up in the world a couple of different ways. If you want to 
come and drink with me and talk Broadway because you like some yes. show tunes, hit me up at Drunk Broadway on all social medias that you can imagine. Oh, you're on, you have a whole platform going. Oh, sure, yeah. Really? So what, what do you have? Like, what, uh, so... On Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, uh, DrunkBroadway.com. Oh, no way. That's Pretty awesome. Much, no matter how much you hit me, you can hit me there. So Drunk Broadway on Facebook.com, Instagram.com. Yep, Instagram, Twitter, um, Twitter. Twitter.com, Tumblr. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. All the social media. reading all that shit. Or if you just want to come drink with me... Uh, you As, can hit up yes. Wet Your Whistles. Yes. Um, so you can, you know, take Caltrain, come drink with me on, uh, again, Facebook, Twitter, online. And I've mentioned Wet Your Whistles a couple times because it's such a good... If you're in the Bay Area and you're going from San Jose to San Francisco or vice versa, you know, uh, San Francisco or San Jose to San Francisco, either there way, you go. Uh, wetyourwhistles.com or .org. .com. .com is a fucking awesome ass platform wow to find your best bars near the cow train yeah don't walk i'm lazy no i don't walk yeah anything to, less than a mile yeah. from uh, the train station yeah it's totally on board get on more than off. a mile fuck that on yeah exactly on and off the train drinking fucking heavily match your times up because it's a little hard yeah but don't drive like cow train don't do drive it. let cow train do its work do yep. you do the work for you? Get off, get on. Get you know. I, me and Laura did did a similar trip, so we went. From oh, nice. San, so we went all the way up to San Francisco, came all the way back down to Palo Alto. Yeah. And we fucking let the, the train do it. We're like, I was like, hell of a day. Was, yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, we gotta, we gotta hurry up right now. We got, but we hit almost every single spot that was probably the most epic that I wouldn't probably never go to or think about going to. Sure. So wetyourwhistles.com. Big adventure. Whenever. Big adventures and have a fucking pub crawl on the train because it's fucking cool as shit. So, yeah. So besides that. No, that's good. Between Drunk Broadway and Wet Your Whistles, you can find me uh, having a beer or a cocktail most anywhere. Yeah, come to the Rosen Crown. Come. uh, I'm uh, there most nights. Um, Yeah. (laughs) My other, other living room, as I call it. It's the other, (laughs) other living room. The expensive living room. Not going to um, lie, but it's the other living room. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, all right. Well, uh, thanks, Joey. Well, cheers. Cheers. And, uh, thank you so much for Amazing coming on. Amazing time, Joe. And uh, we will see you all. I will i won't see anybody, but I'll talk to you in a microphone that could probably find your way through the ears. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, other than that, we'll see you later. Thanks, all. Yep. Thank you so much. That's it. That's the end of the show, folks. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. I really appreciate it. I want to say thanks to Joey McDaniels for stopping by and chatting about acting. I loved it. We had a great conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Um, also, let's see. Thanks to um, uh, the Rosen Crown, Palo Alto, uh, Ale Arsenal in San Carlos, uh, Jane's Beer Store in Mountain View and the Willow Market in Menlo Park. Uh, places I go when I work and I get awesome beers there and you should too. Um, let's see. Also, um, stay tuned for next week. If you want to tune in live on Facebook, it's going to be on Monday, uh, probably Monday night, Pacific time, like 6 p.m. Um, we're going to go live there with some lovely ladies. 
And if not, you can catch the podcast on Tuesday. I'll be posting it about you know noon Pacific time around somewhere around there. So uh, so yeah, so look forward to that next week. And uh, again, if you please write a review, uh, you know, send email. So go uh, write a review at you know iTunes um, or SoundCloud. Like any you know comment on any part of the show that you, you know you thought was was good was bad. You know any feedback is awesome. I really would appreciate it. So you know a few deep SoundCloud, you know or iTunes. You can also email me, and I encourage people to, to, you know, any any type of artist. If you're a band, if you're a solo act, or you have songs, or you know, whatever kind of thing you're doing, I would love for you guys to send me MP3s, and you can send them at a few deep at gmail.com, uh, and I can get your song on, you know, one of the episodes. So I think that would be really fun, uh, so I can get some more music in here, and uh, you know, and get your stuff out there. What's you know, what's a win-win? Such a fucking win-win, dude. So uh, so yeah, I mean that's all I gotta fucking say. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Um, I'm not doing too much this weekend. I don't. Th- oh no, I am. I'm going to uh, tomorrow morning. I gotta get up bright and early, and I'm going to the 420 walk in San Francisco. So that should be a time. Uh, I gotta get. I gotta work till 2:30 a.m. Get up at you know 5:30 a.m. And then we gotta pick pick my friend up and roll roll the fuck out. So that should be fun. And also enjoy the Conor McGregor fight. Oh, it's gonna be good. So I hope uh, you know. I don't, I don't know who's gonna win. It's gonna be a good fight, and everybody's you know talking all kinds of different shit. So we shall see. So all right, well enjoy the weekend and enjoy those events, and uh, we'll uh, tune in next week, please. Late. <laughs> I got a song, Saturn ain't got one.